This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a card? Don't you shake fight. my bones and you rattle my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, okay? Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you, all right? <laughs> Luck is for dudes. I'm like, Joey can't get to his damn computer and phone <laughs> fast enough to just smash everything he can possibly say. <laughs> that means every fucking thing to me. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh-oh, it's picked off. Uh-oh, oh no. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Broncos country, let's ride. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. There. There it is. All right. My fault. Yeah. There we go. You want, you want me yeah. to do the open? Yeah. No. Yeah. You can do the open if you want. I was. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining Row One Seat One tonight. I am your co-host, as always, whenever I'm here, Sean, and I'm joined by the host, the man who has named the show after himself, basically, with Joey Fats Radio, Joey Joseph Fats. Welcome to Row One Seat One on the Christmas Eve, 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 Eve edition. Of row one C one, did I get enough eaves in there? Well done, good job. It's almost like I speak for a living. The only thing you didn't do was give the phone number. I have no. Phone and I know you don't even know what it I is, so it, it is. doesn't fucking matter. Five zero eight nine 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 seven nine three four. That is not even. Close. Bang that number all night. Call them, text them. They take all your phone calls. They take all your texts. They even receive fax. Um, and that is us. So yeah. send those, those we still messages. got a fax machine, bro. That's how OG we is. Just kidding, we don't. But thank you all for joining us. Joey Fats, Radio Row 1, Seat 1, uh, 774-992-8702 is the phone number. We have an absolutely jam-packed show uh, to get to tonight. There is a lot going on, Sean. Whoa. As well, always, the volume's full. Sorry there is a that. ton going on. Uh it is one of those. Uh, it is one of those weeks we were just talking about right uh, right before we came on, where you know this time of year sometimes you know you got to manufacture some stuff. You know, last week we had uh, RG three calling people jigaboos on air. Um, Oops. You know, yes, it, and nothing came of that. Of course it didn't. Of course nothing. it didn't because he meant to say bugaboos. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Oh, Destiny's Child, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, so we, uh, you know, there, you know, sometimes you have those kind of weeks where you just got to kind of like make stuff up and fabricate stuff to talk about. Not this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no, 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 no. We have a plethora of interesting topics to cover tonight. Uh, everything from Willie McGinnis going straight gangster, innocent. <laughs> hey, I didn't see him do nothing. I saw the video one time from TMZ. You know what I said? We don't know the whole story. We just don't. First of all, that man got up immediately. That means there's a connection there. That It's true. It could. It could be there's a connection. It could mean there's no connection. But all I know is that the all-time postseason sack leader is innocent, god damn it. That's right. And you don't talk about him. Unless, I don't need facts. I don't need it. Don't need it. Uh, we got that. We've got uh, Tom Brady absolutely sucking asshole. Oh. Uh, we've got... <laughs> it's bad. I'll I mean, still take him back. I know you would. Why wouldn't you? I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you? One year. That's all I want. Just we've one. got we've got Tom Brady. We've got Mac Jones. The Patriots losing in Vegas in absolutely spectacular fashion. My Broncos have righted the ship. We're back, baby. Uh, we're coming. We're coming for that ass. Uh, not this year because we're already <laughs> mathematically eliminated. But next year, oh man, you 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 gotta you gotta get you you better get with it. I, I kind of texted you this earlier today. 
it almost and how I didn't see this earlier. It's almost like we're in an altered mirror reality with the Patriots and Broncos. Very good defensively. Offensively, cannot get out of their own way. Just crap. And honestly, I mean, offenses across the league are down this year, which, I mean, according to uh, a couple of my sources, if you will, uh, or or people who who, who know things, uh, you could give a lot of that credit to Vic Fangio and the defense he's built in Denver over the last couple of years before he was unceremoniously fired for failing to start Drew Locke and going with Teddy fucking two gloves, (laughs) uh, which we thought, you know, we thought this time last year, well, it can't possibly get any worse than this. Especially with upgrading with Russell Wilson, how could it possibly get worse? Well, we'll we'll dive into a little bit of the Broncos as we go along in the show because it will relate back because we'll talk a little bit about Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals, their future, D Hop's future, potentially maybe making a uh, make it you know Belichick paving the way to bring him into New England next year. Uh, we will get into a little bit of baseball, the Red Sox, basically all but uh, all but signaling that ownership is is looking to get out and that the red sox could potentially be sold which means congratulations red sox fans you might have me back (laughs) you might get me back as a fan and that is a huge win for red sox nation if if that happens i want you to make a mock press conference you need someone like have your dog as like the gm and like hold up a picture with you taking photographs and flash photography you holding up a red sox jersey again be like i'm back (laughs) oh absolutely and and it will have it'll be a a full reintroduction. Um, you know, I'll thank my God, all my fans, so on and so forth. Um, you have to do it in a Dominican accent. I will not officially denounce the Astros uh, because I will still remain. Because the Red Sox, even though even when John Henry wins, uh, sells the team, the Red Sox are still going to have to win me back. Like it's not like you know they betrayed my trust and now they've 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 changed they've you know they've gone to rehab they've learned from their mistakes they're a new person I'm still gonna need to see it because God only you know God only knows like what happens if like I don't know Liz Warren buys the team I'm like oh Jesus Christ no. Jeffrey Bezos no, come Jeff- on Jeffrey <laughs> you can do it <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos owns it that would just be a disaster honestly. If Jeffrey Bezos buys the team and they're still shit, at least I'll have another facility to get my packages out of quicker. This is true. It'll so, be another hub. So another kind of Amazon a win. Hub. Kind of a win. Kind of not. Uh, we'll get into that. We will get into uh, a little bit of the NBA. Uh, obviously, we were on the air last week when the uh, Celtics and Lakers tipped off their extremely exciting overtime game uh, in L.A., which actually turned out to be a pretty goddamn good game. Who knew it would be the last time we'd see Anthony Davis alive, but here we are. Um, he, he he might be dead, um, and, you know, that, that sucks um, because, you know, Anthony Davis has become the first man in NBA history to sprain his ankle midair somehow. Uh, but he did it. He did it. Uh, but we've got a couple of videos. We've got some stuff to get into. Uh, we will get into the Raiders, the Patriots, obviously. Uh, we'll get in. We've got the Willie McGinnis video to show you. We've got uh, what else do we have? Uh, Rafael Devers basically gone. Yeah, Devers is gone. We've got. Uh, I, I feel like we're we're missing a big one, but it's okay. Wait, we'll, hold on, hold on. We'll figure it out. Hold I, up. I, I, oh, you know what I did want to talk about too. Uh, is I I did want to talk a little bit about the the play by play calling. Oh, Matty Ice. That ties into this. Matt Matt Ryan is, is now just the poster child for blown leads, and he'll never shake it. He'll never shake it. Congratulations, Warren Moon and the uh, and the and the Houston Oilers. You are officially off the hook, and no one will ever talk about that uh, Frank Wright comeback, thirty-two point comeback, ever again. 
It'll never happen. Never. Bye bye. You've been you you you've been forgotten for the right reasons, and now you will only be remembered, Mister Moon, for those beautiful, gorgeous passes that you threw in the first half of that game, not the ones that you didn't throw in the second half. And that's not a knock on Warren Moon. It wasn't Warren Moon's fault they lost. That, it was that not would, Warren Moon's I would fault. never ever speak ill of friend of the radio program Warren Moon. Um, because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever live, uh, and also one of my favorite guests we've ever had on this show. Um, but that being said, we can also talk about Argentina winning the World Cup, and we just did. There uh, we go, done, done, and done. All right. Uh, no, I, let's. I actually do want to. I did. I actually did want to start the show off with a little bit of soccer talk because it is a you know as as much as I despise it, mm-hmm. uh, it is extremely popular. And the yes. one thing I will say about the about the World Cup is this: I don't know anything about soccer. I don't honestly care to. It's like it, it it's below hockey for me. Um, I enjoy the only difference is I actually enjoy watching hockey. Uh, I don't enjoy watching soccer. I never have. I never will. I still think it is the single dumbest sport on the planet. Like all you need is a dead cat. Uh, you tie off one end of its intestines, you blow some air into it, you tie off the other, and you find two trees, and boom, you've got yourself a soccer field. Uh, we call it poverty ball for a reason. There's a reason why yep. it's the most popular sport on the planet. It's because you can literally play it with a dead cat and two trees. Uh, everybody's got at least one of those three things. So it is the single worst sport ever invented, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. I don't want to sit here. like I, I love when people tell you, too. Like, they sit there and they're like, oh, man, you just don't understand. You know, you just don't get it. It's like they're like soccer fans are like Tupac fans. Like when you start arguing like Biggie over Tupac and Tupac fans are like, oh, man, you just don't get it, bro. Tupac was an artist. Like- he was a visionary. He was painting you a, a lyrical picture. It's like, okay, but why was he better than Biggie? Ah, you just don't get it. It's like, okay, that's all you have. That's all you have to fall back on, emotion and personal preference. Okay, I get it. Listen, if you want to like Tupac more than Biggie, that's fine. But don't sit here and, you know, and, and stick a, tur- a cocktail umbrella in a turd and tell me it's a pina colada. Don't stick chicken, fre- chicken feathers in my butt and call me a chicken. What was that Fight Club? What was that Fight Club? I think it's Fight Club. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> um, Bob had bitched it. But, but like, like what you like. Yes, if we grew up in another country probably love soccer because we grew up on it. We watched it. We played it. We knew it. But then we didn't. So we live here. Hey, I grew up a baseball fan. Baseball is boring as shit a lot of the times. Same. I mean, and don't get me wrong. People are like, soccer how, can you talk, how can you talk shit about soccer when you love NASCAR? It's like, well, NASCAR, there's like a threat of dying every time you strap in and, and, and drive. Like, there's that, you know. Uh, there's no threat of dying on a soccer field yeah. unless you're one of these uh, soccer players that die suddenly because, you know, you're on your fifth vaccine booster and, uh, you know, you're a 24-year-old and you were forced to get and you're like, okay, running around and, oh, my God, my heart just exploded for no reason. Why? Hmm. I have, I feel, I, have, I have a feeling Jim Sokolov is going to be all over this in, like, five years, but we'll wait to get to that in a minute uh, when it comes. But, uh, but, no, like, soccer is one of those games – I've, I've, I gave it an honest run. I think it was like 2010 was the last World Cup. Uh, yeah, because it would have been what? This, is, this was 22, so 18, 14. Yeah, 2010. I gave it an honest run, and I said, all right, let me sit down and watch this and see what the whole the hype is about. Maybe I've been unfair. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm open-minded. I, I can sit there and say, like, okay, you know what? I can admit when I've been wrong about certain things. So I sat down and I watched a couple of games and I literally wanted to take a corkscrew and gouge my eyeballs out and then shove them up my ass 
and then beat off with like 50 grit sandpaper because that would have been less painful than what I was being like forcing myself to watch on television. And that was the Vuvuzela one in uh, in like South Africa, where yeah. it was just that constant hum throughout the whole thing. And it was just the fucking worst. And I just don't understand it. People sit there like, well, it's straight sprinting for 90 minutes. Like, no, no, it isn't. And anybody who watches a soccer match within 10 minutes can tell you that's not the case. The only people that say that are the people that are so desperately trying to justify why they like the sport by making the athletes out to be like 10 times better than what they really are. Listen, running is the easiest fucking thing in the world to condition your body to do. Literally, everybody can do it. There's not a single person in the world that can't run. All of us can do it. We were built that way. We were engineered to do this. Yes. Just, just run around. That's all you're gonna yes. do. Just, you know. That's how you right, gather food. You might have to sprint here and you sprint were, there. You're a hunter. Look at animals. Yeah. Sprinting and then, in short and then distances. You, and then you casually jog around for like five minutes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or you might just stand there and wait, and maybe nothing happens. And, uh, you just cover your little sector of the field or whatever you do, but like nothing fucking happens. Yeah, I'm. I, I gotta agree with you. I'm completely bored with with soccer. Like totally, I've never got into it. I'm never going to get into it. I understand the popularity of it, and I understand the big. See, I, I don't. I, I don't understand the popularity of it because if you are a if you are a country that literally has that is that is not. I mean, I'm talking like real third world, like not like America third world, like where like our, our Department of Justice and our elections and everything else, like that's third world. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like the rest mean. of it is first world, right? Yes. And we literally have a billion fucking things that we could do other than play soccer or be occupied by soccer. So soccer, no one cares about soccer in this country because we have real sports. Even when teams, even when some of these soccer teams like the LA Galaxy and things like that throw money at some of like the older main huge name guys from like Europe. David Beckham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when they throw names on it, it still doesn't gain traction because, A, people just still don't care about it. We don't give a like, shit. Like, obviously, the whole thing was, this area was, everyone knows Ronaldo. Portuguese superstar, very oh, heavy Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when he got eliminated, everyone was like, the game's trash. Like, no one likes the game because they only want to see Portugal win, which is fine. But then, Lionel, Lionel Messi is supposedly the greatest player in the world in soccer. And he's the one who won the, the World Cup, and you have the whole thing. Which I the, thought that was Pele, but, you know, what do I know? Well, no, I think he's, I think supposedly he passed Pele now, didn't he? Not? Who passes Pele? Come on, there's only one man. Like, the guy's got a mononym, for Christ's sakes. He does. He's like McLovin. Yeah. You know, like, you just, you know him by one name. I don't know who Messi is. If Messi walked into my house tomorrow morning, I'd have no fucking clue who he was. Well, he's about five foot six, five foot. I, seven. Of course he is. He's a, they're, they're soccer players. They're not exactly like you know magnificent athletes. Well, no, you don't want to be tall and be in soccer. They're not magnificently statued. You'd, like, you'd be a goalie or goal, like, whatever. Like, like how big was Zinedine Zidane? Dude, I don't know. Dude, let me look it up. I, I want to know how big that dude was because that dude was the only guy. That was the only soccer player I really liked. Uh, thank you, Nick, for the chat comment. It says that uh, in America we have indoor plumbing, so that's a big plus as opposed to soccer fans in other countries. Thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Zinedine Zidane. Let's see. Uh, he Zinedine Zidane was six foot one. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to make a note of reading the chat tonight. So if you want to be a dick and, and throw some shit out in the chat. Please yes, do it. Please, please do. do it on the row one seat one chat. Do not do it on uh, the Bedford Guide. I'm not jumping back. I'll, and forth I'll take. Both. I'll keep tabs on the New Bedford Guide one. How's that? Thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. I'll have someone jump in and be. Oh, remember that one Portuguese guy with soccer many years ago? It was like a year and a half, two years ago. He's like, talk about soccer. We're like, we don't know anything about it. He's like, fuck you. Yeah, pretty <laughs> now, much. Was like, and that was the end of his comments. He was like, ah, fuck you then, you, know, you cocksucker. And we were like, okay. Was he French-Italian? Oh, my God. He could have been. Who cares? Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I just, I, I don't give a shit. Like, soccer is just, 
it's the thing that bothers me the most about soccer is when I watch it, I feel like the majority of the time I'm watching it, I'm watching some alleged grown ass man, some allegedly elite, alleged elite athlete, supposedly one of the best in the world, writhe around in pain on the ground while seven people stand around him asking him, oh, my God, are you okay?" And then they're like, here's a Capri Sun and an orange slice and the magic spray. And he's like, oh, wow. I feel so much better now. Like, I watch MMA, right? You watch MMA, and you watch a guy get kicked in the fucking legs. Shin breaks. Like, 400 fucking times in a matter of 15 minutes. And those dudes are just like, ow, ow, ow. Or not even say ow, but you can see in their face, like, mm, mm, ah, mm, that didn't, ooh, yeah, that was a good one. And they just keep going and keep going and keep going. A soccer player, they make incidental contact with their shoulders and then stub their toe into the ground. And they're flailing around like, oh, my God. Like, I've just been murdered. And it's you're a, like, It's a gigantic act. It's like, when did be, being a thespian be part of like a perquisite? Prerequisite. Perquisite. A perquisite. Fuck it. Just mask yeah. on. Uh, when did that become a, per- no, no, a prerequisite? You can't for- future. Yeah, that's right. I can't. You cannot. I forgot. I didn't even know that you was future. Cannot. I keep forgetting that's future. Um, but when did that become a prerequisite for being a, an athlete? I don't know. Because it, it, it's bled its way into the NBA. Spo- big time. Spoiler alert. And guess yes. Who, and, guess, and guess who fucking brought it there? Guess who made it popular? Don't. All right. No, I know. You're, I think you're going to say Marcus Smart, but I know you meant Ginobili. Manu fucking Ginobili yes. and Tony fucking Parker, that French piece of shit. But... While that is true, that is the biggest thing the NBA needs to fix, and a lot of a fans, a lot of its fans agree that that is just way too much. What happens in the NBA? Way too much. But I agree. I do not understand the time limits in soccer either. It's supposed to be a ninety-minute game, right? Nobody does. But there's one at guy. The end of the game is one hundred and seventeen minutes and yeah. forty-six seconds. The game ends. I'm like, what? Because so there's how does because, that because there's apparently there's one official that like keeps track of stoppage time, which is the which you know he's keeping track of the amount of time that the little fairy is the grass fairy is rolling around on the ground crying. And then, you know, magically gets up and just goes back into the game like nothing happened. Like, you know, if you at least at like at least in like football or like, you know, real sports, if you get hurt, like you're forced to come out for a play like football. OK, you get it. Guys get dinged up. They go down. They get guys, hit in the ball. You get the wind knocked out of you like shit gets real. None of that happens in soccer. None of it. It doesn't happen. Like every once in a great while, maybe you'll see a guy go down really awkwardly and like, oh, damn, that could that looked like it could have been like almost painful. But it's like, I don't know. I've been doing that to my little brother since I was like seven. So how bad can it really be to transition from soccer a little bit? But you mentioned football really quickly. Have you noticed this season more guys you're seeing like definitely look like they're concussed on field attempting to still keep playing? Yeah. And the NFL is just like, uh, oh, the, the, all of a sudden the concussion experts are like, oh, we didn't see it. He didn't show symptoms. I'm like, 50, 60,000 people live saw the symptoms. The man was out cold people. on his feet, and you didn't see it? The, like, most, the most recent one, obviously, I know the Patriots one where Devontae yes. Parker was out. Cold. His, he couldn't Staggering stand around. up. But have you noticed, too, though, that I feel like there has been more instances this year where guys are, like, wobbly on their feet. Yeah, and they're trying to play through it. Whereas back in the day... 
Like, I never, I don't remember Ed McCaffrey or Wayne Corbett getting up and being wobbly. Wayne Corbett, yes. Wayne Corbett, I've seen get knocked a few times. Wayne Corbett was not a tall man. Right, but I mean, I don't ever remember seeing him get up and, like, stand on the line and, like, his knees look like they're about to buckle. Yes. I don't, I don't remember personally seeing it. Maybe no, you, maybe no, no, you no. did, but. I, I remember, like, Wayne Corbett a couple of times, I, you saw him get up and he just, like, collapsed because he got, though you allowed to headhunt back then, it was fine. True. Um, but I think it's because a lot of these back guys. The glory are, days. Of, these guys are very thin right now. Very thin. I mean, they are like. Is this part of the evolution of the athlete? Well, let's get yes. let's, let's let's get to that in a second. So let's tie up the little. Let's put a happy little red bow on the soccer thing. Hooray, Argentina! The only reason why I was ha- well, there was two reasons why I was happy. Argentina won. One because the Washington Post put out an article uh, about a week and a half ago asking why Argentina doesn't have more black players on it and suggesting that they were racist. Uh, and it's like you realize Argentina. Their population is one percent black, right? I don't. So, like, you're already taking one percent. The ninety-nine percent of them are, are black, are not black, and then you're wondering why they don't have more black representation on the team. I don't know. Nobody, maybe because no black players are good enough to make the fucking national team. If you to play live, at the highest fucking level, if you live in America and you are reading anybody else's news about their country or their part of the world, shut the fuck up for five minutes because. We've seen just shared videos. Any country outside the United States is insanely racist. And I mean Better. hardcore racism. Right. Hardcore. Like, not like Throwing, Bubba, Bubba Wallace thought uh, a, a garage pole was a noose racist. Um, how or not about, Jussie Smollett making shit up racist. How about England? Or LeBron throwing, James making shit up racism. England. I take that back. It wasn't England. It was a country Adam in Europe. Jones or I, can't remember, I can't remember what country in Europe it was, but there was a black player on the opposing team, and fans were throwing... Tons of bananas at him. Tons. And they were chanting like a chimp in, in the stands. There's videos of it everywhere if you want to go searching for it. But it's, that was a regular thing. And then that was just allowed to happen. And they were like, oh, we." C-. the other team was like, we condemn that kind of stuff. But what? They, didn't, they didn't say they were going to ban fans. They said, no, like, we condemn it, but we're not going to stop you. Right. And then China, there's tons of videos that we've seen. I mean... Showed I mean, that was, that was the NBA... That was the NBA, our own NBA players. As right. they were getting off the bus, they were just screaming out, Racial terms nonstop. And like, then Brazil, ours. Brazil, forget it. Brazil is like murder, death, killing, uh, raping, all happening outside of the stadium. Okay? Yeah. Amongst racism is like the least thing you have to worry about in South America because so, uh, so much other shit is going on. That's why I was happy that Argentina won because the Washington Post had to put that article out. And that, you know, it just goes to show you that, it, like, the Washington Post, like, none of these, 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 so-called news outlets should be taken seriously. Uh, but that was one of the reasons why they shouldn't. And then the second reason was was because I saw this thing and I heard that Messi is actually, like, a really cool guy. Like, in real life, like, as far as celebrity ath- like athletes go. absolutely. Um, my brother was telling me a story. Like, he saw, like, videos of him, like, you know, like, security, like, ushering away, like, some kid and him being like, he runs no, after, no, yeah. no, like, bring the kid back. He like, told Salt Bay to fuck off in real time. Yeah, get, like, gets, gets a, get, gives the kid a hug and an autograph. And, like, I guess he's, like, a really friendly guy with the fans, you know, which Fan- apparently is the, the extra- exact opposite of Ronaldo. So. I heard Ronaldo was better. I heard when he was young, he was a dickhead. I mean, you're you're told that you're the man from a very young age. I mean, look, like, I don't need my athletes to be choir boys and 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 you know saviors. Um, but it is cool when you see a guy, you know, 
like it's cool when you have like a like a like a like a JJ Watt you know kind of guy who goes way out of his way to like love that appreciate the fans and someone like, with a young child I see someone like that I'm like trying to hold back tears I'm like you you texted me earlier you're like Brady's sucking this year and I texted you back in the arms yeah. of the <laughs> angel I, I just I just have to I'm like it breaks my heart anytime I see players do anything for kids and they go out of their way Stefan Diggs I think Stefan Diggs is kind of a dickhead but what he did this past week I, I commend him for a hundred yeah. times over um if you don't know, a young fan in Buffalo lost his dad tragically. It was, it was news all over the new, upper uh, New York Buffalo area. Uh, Stephon Diggs went out of his way to invite him, his family, all the game front row tickets for the Bills game. He comes over, invites the kid. Now he's gonna invite the kid back to every game. He's like, as long as we're playing this year, you're coming back. So the kid's gonna go to every game. At the end of the game, he goes over to him. He gives him a hug. He says, "How are you? How did you enjoy the game?" Gives him a shirt. Gives him cleats. Gives him gloves. Like, hey, I'll see you next time. That to me, that's I was cool. like, that broke my heart. That's, I was like, that's, that's so but, nice. And that's using your your celebrity and your 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 platform for yeah. you know to make like one person's life better. Yeah, and that's cool. So that was the other reason why I was kind of happy Argentina won. Again, I don't give a shit. I had no interest in this whatsoever. If France had won, I probably would have been like, ew, France, like fuck them, they suck. I hate the French. If you've ever been to France as an American, you know what I'm talking about. They fucking suck. Last thing, they're mean. <laughs> they're dicks. Last thing I'll say about soccer, and, and I want your opinion on this, and then we can kind of like uh, hang up and let the, uh, the, the, the host speak kind of thing. If America won the World Cup this year, does that change the perception of soccer in America? For like two weeks, yeah. You think so? That long? I mean, I'm thinking because there's going to be a parade. There's going to be White House appearances. They're going to be all over every channel. I mean... They have that now with the U.S. women's team? It, Right, but that's women's sports. But women's like, sports don't carry the same weight as men's. You are 100% even, correct. Even though, the, even though soccer doesn't mean shit in this country. It's still best in the world, though. It still would be more... It would still be more well-received than when the women won. Because okay. okay. The, because, again, it, the women get what? They get, like, half of the purse now for whatever the men win. Like, uh, they get 50% of the money. Like, when no. the men win, if, like, the men win, like, their group stage or whatever, they get X amount of dollars, and the women get, like, 49% of it now or 50% of it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they do. They get paid. Like, Megan Rapino is, like, sitting at home on her couch when the men, and when they got out of the, the whatever first stage is, they were all popping bottles because they all just made like three hundred grand each. What? Yeah, no, it's a real thing. I Look did it not up. Know that. Yeah, okay, it's, cool. Because that's part of their like. It's not about it's not about equality. It's about equity, you know. And you know, we really don't actually. We, we know we're not equal because we got smoked by a you know team of fifteen year olds, um, but we should be paid the same anyway, you know. And it's like, well, no. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. But I do respect the women because they play way harder than the men. They are so much more. Like, I remember watching some chick. I don't know who she was. Don't even ask me her name. But I remember watching some female soccer player. She got elbowed in the fucking face, blood everywhere. She barely took a knee and just kept running and, and like, running after the ball. Like, kept going. I'm like, dude, if that was a guy, they'd, like, there'd be, like, three ambulances on the field. They'd be, like, performing open-heart surgery on them. Like, you know, like, whatever. They'd be like, oh, my God. This man is going to die. Like, what was the guy's name? Uh, what, what wasn't the guy from uh, the the the, men, the men's team like in the hospital? I don't know. From like something like it's like, dude, like what? Like football players don't even go to the hospital. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I grow honestly, a set. I couldn't tell you one player from the U.S. men's team, and I and I mean that. I'm just being very honest. I don't know soccer at all. 
I've tried giving it a shot. I've tried watching it. I've tried understanding it. It's just not for me. I get too bored and I get too sidetracked and I'm just like, you know what? I'm out. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of our uh, World Cup synopsis. So there it is. There's our there's our soccer. That's the most time we've ever spent on soccer on this show. And the uh, the uh, ultimately at the end of it, it's fuck soccer. Soccer sucks, and you should feel bad for liking it. So. Uh, 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. We are going to get into the Patriots and Raiders. Don't worry. I know we've got videos. We've got audio. We've got... Uh, I have so many people, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm like, great. Let's talk about it. Let's talk <laughs> about it. It's going to be fucking hilarious. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, whatever. Um, There's nothing... I wish, I wish I could be happier about it, but because it was the Raiders, it's like taking away a little bit of the joy for me. There is nothing I don't think anybody's talked to me about that I already did, like, didn't say already. I'm like... They're like, yeah, the team sucks. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I know. I watch them every week. Trust me. No one knows I'm better than I. I'm fucking seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Living it with you, man. He's like, did you see that throw from Jacoby? I'm like, yeah, man. When he threw it to Chandler Jones, and Chandler Jones beat the shit out of Mac Jones. I'm like, yeah, yeah I watched Chandler it. Chandler Jones, absolutely. Like, I swear to God, I thought Mac Jones' mom was going to come like out of the stands with one shoe off. Like, you can't, don't get away from my baby. Like, you know, like one to, of those. To be fair. What quarterback besides Josh Allen and Cam Newton is going to tackle a 6'5", 270-pound defensive end? I mean... Come on. All right. Well, let's let's just talk about the Patriots and the Raiders then. Sure. You want to hop into let's it? Hop we right can hop into, into it. it. Let's hop right into it because um, I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks not named Mac Jones or Teddy Bridgewater that would have made more of an effort to try to at least like tangle Chandler Jones's feet and just get him on the ground because at least if you get him on the ground time expired okay we're still going overtime no big deal disaster averted but like you're literally the last line of defense and I know that's like kind of hard to process as a quarterback yeah you hand the ball off on a draw play that you're not thinking is really going to go anywhere or do anything and then next thing you know Chandler Jones is catching it in your face and you're like Ah, shit. <laughs> like, what now? But I feel like the effort Mac Jones made on attempting that tackle, it was very Teddy Bridgewater last year against the Eagles when when uh, Melvin Gordon obviously fumbled the ball, clearly, because yeah. that's what yeah. he does. And Teddy Bridgewater just kind of like, eh. Yeah. At the DB's knees, it was like, eh. The half-assed effort. Yeah, like, now, it was very, like, just whatever. If like, Mac was having a lights-out year, I'd be fine with what he did. A, I don't want you to get hurt. True. Don't fucking do anything. Mac is having a subpar year now. Fucking throw your body into his leg. He Mac, has okay? regressed the last eight weeks. He has regressed the last four weeks. He had one good week in the last four weeks, and that was mm, by the The default. Minnesota game. Yeah, and he fucking threw it all over the field that game, which yeah. was like, I don't know. He's so inconsistent. That's a whole other thing. That's well, I think that comes down to coaching. I think that comes down to the fact they have no skill position players. We have no skill position players. We have no offensive line. And the co- yeah. if Matt Patricia... I've, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I'm sorry. I'm a maniac. I think I've wished for Mac Patricia to die eating a McRib for like three weeks in a row. And it's only been three weeks because the McRib joke stuck in my mind. But once I move on to something else, like I, I cannot wait. I have not. I was on this show a year ago when we brought back Matt Patricia and I was upset. I said, as long as we don't bring back Joe Judge, I'll be okay. And the moment we signed that motherfucker, I was like, as long as they're not on offense, I'm fine. And then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Because when Joe Judge, before he left, he was the worst positional coach we had. He went to the Giants. He sucked with the Giants. He came back here. He sucks here again. Mm -hmm. Matt Patricia, defensive guy, barely. 
defensive guy under Belichick was fine because Belichick, as everyone knows, is the defensive guy. Right. Okay? Why he was given a... I, I just I can't still fathom why we're still going down this road. And I know Belichick has said, "Hey, we're too far along the process in the year to get rid of him now and change it, to change everything." Why not? What's the worst that can happen? I mean, I think up until Sunday, there was still. I mean, obviously, I don't think I know. Up until that loss on Sunday, there was still a very good chance the Patriots made the playoffs. I think they were at like I think they had like a sixty four or sixty seven percent chance of getting in. I think it was I think it was going like, into the Raiders game. I think it was like fifty high fifties. I think I think it was higher than that because now it's been reduced to like twenty four percent, which still isn't really terrible odds when you think about the teams that you're going to be competing with, like uh, the Chargers, who will inevitably find a way to fuck this up. No, they'll get in and just get eliminated. No, 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 they'll they'll blow it. They'll blow it. if it's a tight race going into Week eighteen. Yeah. They'll find a way to screw it up. Now, Joe Staley's that guy. Like they, they're just they're that team. They, this is what they do. Yeah, they will find right. a way to fuck it up. Right. Now, so I, I'm hoping the Patriots fuck it up. I'm hoping they they just tank it for the next three weeks. You'd yeah. be you'd be better. You're, yes. you're better suited to it because we all know that even with the defense, there's there's no chance they're getting through Buffalo, Kansas City, probably not even Miami at this point. Well, we're going to face Miami the last week of the season anyway, so you're going to see that game anyway. Cincinnati, you're not beating... We're not beating Cincinnati this week. Unless Cincinnati comes out... Oh, that's right. You play Cincinnati this, this week. week. Yeah, yeah. If we don't... If we should not beat Cincinnati. If we beat Cincinnati, it's going to give people in this area false hope. Don't. Don't fall for don't it. Don't fall hope for it. Hope for losses. Hope for losses. Hope for losses. I Which know. is hard to do as a fan, and I can't. I, I refuse. Especially right now, like, because... I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to root for Well, them. I'm just saying, like, right now, as, as a Broncos fan... Looking at Seattle having the number three overall pick, I, I'm I'm not having that. Punch no, the dick. I want to I want to win out. And plus, uh, I need Denver to uh, keep it within a game of Tampa Bay. Otherwise, I lose forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. What's going on? Oh shit, Durant. What's happening? What's up, brotherhood? Uh, so, dude. Uh, so Durant. And I have been playing a ton of Call of Duty together lately. The and new one. yeah, and it, let me tell you, and Durant, you can you can speak to this too. The level of shit talking that these kids possess is so pathetic. It, like you can so tell the difference between the guys that started playing Call of Duty in 2007. Yeah, we're adults now. And the and the kids who did it, like Durant knows what I'm talking about. The amount, like the shit that we like, we talk shit and know how to talk shit, and we do it good. We're quick. We're witty. These kids, yeah, these now, kids are soft, man. Bro, they're it's not a, even. They're not even soft. soft. Like they, soft, it's a soft generation. They and like, they try kids, to be hard. They just suck, suck even, at it. Even when they win, they they still suck. They still lose. They the, still lose the shit talking battle. It's always. hilarious. It's it's fucking great. But uh, yeah, it's been um. So it's been me, Paul, Durant, and and Squeef. This usually when been our squad. When do you guys play? You, uh, I'll be on tonight after the show. Usually late night. Yeah, it's usually late. You're usually in bed by the time we're playing. Uh, let's see how I feel when I get out of here. Well, we're gonna be. There's also the weekend. <gasps> That's right. I have Monday off because of Christmas. Ah. <laughs> I forgot all about it. <laughs> Christmas, a little maybe a little Christmas night festivus. And no. 
Yeah, I have a whole week off. I, um, I have a whole week off after Christmas. Still, nice. So if you want to try to squeeze in Roadhouse one of those days. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say let's do a Monday, but Monday's the day after Christmas. My wife has the day off, but um, we should. Uh, I was thinking maybe um, maybe national. Yeah, let's get Paul. Let's get Paul and see if anyone else wants to go too. Yeah, yeah. No, Paul's definitely gonna come with us. Um, well, I was thinking maybe um, the national championship Monday, we go and do like a little pregame, a little pregame meal. Sounds good to me. So uh, I was I was I was thinking of shooting for that. So um, we'll 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 put a we'll pencil it in for now. But let's let's do uh, national championship Monday. All right. Because I think that's me. what yeah. January sixth or something. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Some along those lines. But uh, Durant, I have a feeling that you're uh, you're not calling in to talk about the national championship or Roadhouse or anything along those lines. I think I know what you're calling to talk about. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, man. You're uh, you uh, uh, you want to put your gloating shoes on and uh, and take a little victory lap there, bud. You go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was glory. It was glory. You know. Was that um, on a, on a scale like where do you rank that all time for for Raiders wins for you as a fan? I mean, I'm probably getting a poster of that saying "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> so so that's a start. I mean, you have to. I mean, they're both. They're, both their names are, are Jones. Absolutely, is dead. Yeah, and Baby Jones got Baby Jones got put in his place. I just I love the way Chandler Jones just like smushed him. Well, yeah, Chandler Jones. Like, he, he, he just he, he just mic- mushed him up for that game. He was the one mic'd up. Was he Chandler Jones? Up? Was he's playing his old yeah. team? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I got to hear that. Holy shit. Yeah, I haven't got to watch it yet, but I just saw on YouTube he was mic'd up. I think that comes out usually mic'd out mic'd up comes out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays, I thought. Was it Thursdays? It, t- it takes me a few days to process it. Um, yeah. but yeah, first half Raiders looked Raiders are great. Second half Raiders did not look good. I mean, second half the Raiders did what they've been doing all year. I know. What the fuck is up with that? I and don't then, know. And then they Car- were on the verge of blowing another double digit lead. Carr was erratic in the yeah. second half. You know what's crazy is the Raiders have only blown like double digit leads like I don't know like six times like in all of their career of existing and McDaniel's has done it like four times this year. Yeah, it, almost it's unbelievable. Yes, and almost it goes back five. To, like I've said that it like the NFL is so reluctant on coaching. Like if you don't have coaching, like it's it's almost getting to the point like it's it's more important than having the good players. Of course it is. That's that's always. But look at the success in the league, okay? You have Bill Belichick. He have his success. I know he's had a couple of. He has had two or three bad seasons now. Technically bad, bad. Even though they made the playoffs last year, but I still would not get rid of Belichick, no matter how bad they are this season. They could lose out for the rest of this no, year. No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, look at Joey's Broncos. I mean, he completely whipped with the fourteen and three, and it, it comes down to coaching. I mean, that's what I put it on. I said Russell Wilson would take a lot of the shit, and I don't think it's all on him i think they brought russell wilson in and expected him to save the offense and it, it doesn't work like that I, this isn't peyton this isn't peyton manning i no, i agree with that i do think because if you asked anybody that watched football for the last 20 30 years of their life hey they're gonna bring in russell wilson who is a notoriously known great quarterback very accurate speedy can run out of the pocket uh super bowl winner has made another super bowl pro bowl um, MVP candidate, we're going to put him in the Broncos offense, which has a lot of good young players, and you're going to have one of the worst offenses in the league, yes or no? People are going to be like, absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense. But if you sprinkle in piss-poor coaching, then sure, that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, 
it's just it's it's baffling. And yes, I I, I still I, I know I've harped on it all year, and I know we just lost to Josh McDaniels, but I still do I still do not like Josh McDaniels as a coach. I just there's something about him that doesn't jive well. Like I don't I just don't get him. I don't understand. He's, he's cost us a ton of games, man. I mean, I know he, he has. Just, I mean, you had Josh Jacobs, who's leading the league in rushing, and there was so many calls where, you know, yeah, you know, there's schemes, and, you know, it's a big chess match out there. Fourth and one, the defense kind of knows you're running. Like, I get all that. Yeah, but, and who they give it to? Brandon Bolden. It's like he, but I mean, he tries to I mean, outthink himself. Him. I mean, it's like fourth and one, and our wide receivers run into each other, and he's throwing it down the field. I mean, that was, come yeah. on, man. That was that you was know? just like I, – I do think – That was some straight-up, come on, man. I, I did see first half, Derek Carr, fine. Second half, Derek Carr, I don't know what happened. Uh, like, he was d- very inaccurate. Durant and I talked about it last night while we were playing Call of Duty. The pick six that he threw was just gross. That was gross. The, oh, he, he had so many the, overthrows. It's coming too. down to McDaniel's and the play calling. I mean, there's some of these games like Carr's not even having a like a lot of attempts in the second half. Like he's running the ball, running. I the mean, ball, and I and I get it. Like you have the number you you've got the number one rusher in the NFL. Why yeah, you, you should be feeding that man. But like versus, the, you're right, Durant. The 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 timing of the plays is, and the is calling. He, is he the, in the last year of his deal? Yes, of course oh, he is. Shocker. I know, uh, but. The timing of the play calling and and the timing of the run versus pass and when they do it and when they try to decide not to, I feel like McDaniel's has been getting way too cutesy with it, and and yeah, I say this all absolutely. the time and I and I only say it I say it half joking, but when I say like if an NFL team hired me to just sit in the booth with a headset and just say good idea bad idea, like I can guarantee you probably two to three wins a year, um, just by me saving you from yourself. I could hire Jeffrey Dahmer. I had said Jeffy, not Jeffrey. Mm. Jeffy Dahmer to call the plays for the New England Patriots offense, and they'd be just as good. Yes, I it's agree. That, it's that bad. I don't understand the the fascination with with giving Patricia that job and letting him have it and keep it. Like he was never an offensive guy. He's never been an offensive guy. You know, he's called forty nine screens in the last three weeks. Forty nine. It's a lot of screens in three weeks. And it's and look and, and what do we know about the Raiders, right? I mean, look at Mac Jones's numbers. What was he like? Ten of like, ten of twenty three or something like 80 that. Eighty yards, maybe for like a hundred and thirteen yards. And, and was it that much? Like it was just. And I'm not. Yeah, that was bad. The numbers were bad. The Raiders' defense is prone to giving up big yards. No, they're and bad a lot defense. Of points. They're a bad yeah. defense, and you still couldn't take advantage of it. So, if you're not going to get it right. Against that defense, or, the, or even the Cardinals, then we struggle against the Cardinals. I, I, don't, I don't think Mac Jones is the answer for the Patriots. That's my honest. I'm, opinion. I'm not I, ready. I think, I'm know, not ready to I go mean, there you didn't yet. Move up to get him or anything in the draft. You just sat there at pick 15 and took him. And well, let me. You know, let, let me he jump had a in. Great rookie season, yes. and I understand the coaching aspect of it, Sean. Like, yep. I, like, I, I will completely agree. That's that's the issue. So, and I'm not saying Matt can't be a good quarterback, but. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's the nope. Patriots answer. And, and, and that's fine because I'm going to be very honest like I always am in this show, even if it's about my own guys or not, even though people think I'm a, a fucking huge homer, which I am sometimes. Um, but Mac Jones absolutely regressed this, regressed this season. Things I don't like but I think are fixable. He makes – he's very happy feet. When you rush him, and I know we've had no offensive line this year, he's erratic. He makes poor decisions. His timing is off. His throws are fine. He threw a 57-yard throw against the Raiders. I think his arm is fine. He doesn't have the cannon. He can't throw it on a rope. The things I don't like this season is that 
at first when he was getting frustrated with 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 the coaching and Patricia and stuff like that, I enjoyed it. Now it's every week he's fighting yeah. from the huddle to the sideline. It's like, all right, Mac. Now I think you're pissing off some of your teammates. It's like now you're acting like a spoiled rich kid that went to Alabama. Yes. Like you know what I mean? That bothers yeah. me. That's fixable. I think I don't think he's the answer right now, but I'm not willing to pull the plug. So that's the only thing I'm gonna say because that's I fine. think I think there's some good stuff there. But again, in this offseason, if Brady wants to come back, I'm gonna be the first person to tell you I want Brady back. What two I think reasons? That's fair because one, these quarterbacks, you know, obviously just don't get enough time. Yes. So one, yeah. I want Brady back for nostalgia. Well, Two, I think he's still better than Mac. My thing with Mac Jones is, I, I, from what I've seen, um, he's a little inaccurate down the field, and he just has no mobility. Where most quarterbacks have some kind of mobility, he's. If you need him to buy time and roll out of the pocket, like that's not happening. Listen, okay, if, wait, if, wait, wait, wait. Let me answer that really quick. I would agree with you until I saw the numbers, and he's actually very decent. He runs really well. He gets yardage out of the pocket. He actually probably runs too much for my liking, to be honest with you. Um, but Most out of um, necessity. Um, a lot of Mac's numbers of throwing downfield, there's a great PFF analysis, and I hate using PFF because a lot of the guys are dickheads, but there's a great PFF yeah, analysis. DVLA. Yes, but there's a great PFF analysis saying that Mac Jones, when he throws longer than 20 yards, has more drops than any other quarterback in the league. So now it becomes, okay, is he getting the ball there accurately? Yes or no? Yes. Is the guy catching it? No. So there has to be something where it's like shared. So I agree, Mac, Mac throwing downfield is bad, and I think they believe that He's inexperienced, but I also think it's the players we have aren't good enough either mm-hmm. because they're just average mid guys. That, well, that are, that's that what I wanted to mention too. You know, in his defense, what he's working with out there isn't exactly the best. Yeah, we need something. I mean, that's you why need I w- something better than Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I, w- I, w- I want Duke Nukem. I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, and and a lot of the the, the thing I was going to say too is. You know, when it comes to Mac and Durant, you're right. I mean, or Sean, you're right. His, he doesn't have the crazy arm strength, right? He's more, he's closer to Chad Pennington than he is to, uh, like, you know, John Elway, you know, in terms of arm strength. I'm not saying he has a weak arm, but he's not. Nope. Chad Pennington's a good comparison. I think Chad Pennington before the massive shoulder surgery. Yeah. He, he had, you know, you can get a, you can get it there, but it's going to, it's going to take a little bit, you know, a annoying, longer. Annoying white dude quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of it, too, like, you know, we talk about the, the mobility. The mobility aspect of it with Mac Jones is, look, if you're, I don't want my quarterback to be mobile. Tom Brady's not mobile. Peyton no. Manning was not mobile. No, I do you not know, want my quarterback. Drew Brees mobile. was not mobile. These are some of the best guys to ever do it. So what is what do they all have in common? Pocket presence. Pocket presence surpasses. I'll take a guy who has great pocket presence over a guy with great mobility any day of the week. Now, every once in a while, you'll get a guy who has both. You know, Pat Mahomes comes yeah, to mind. Pat Mahomes, you Jalen Hurts. You know, those guys. I mean, I wouldn't even say yeah. Jalen Hurts at this point. Jalen Hurts, I still think, is more he, he's more mobile than he is pocket awareness. But, like, you know, you watch Tom I don't Brady. I his and, stats are, but he's made some great throws this oh, year. Oh, yes, absolutely. Jalen Hurts. And A.J. I mean, Brown was a huge addition. He's, he's put himself in the, in the MVP race this year i mean let's let's be honest jalen hurts if he didn't get hurt last week he was he was going to compete with him. i still think mahomes would have got it but he was going to be hey, in that conversation Justin fields rushing for a thousand yards he's one of three quarterbacks to do it michael yeah, vick I'm, mike vick uh, lamar, lamar. And, and him i mean i'm not justin a fan fields of, is still i still think i'm not he's trash. i'm not a fan of fields 
And I mean, he another guy. Crazy good arm. Want, again, I don't want my quarterback running for a thousand yards. And That's again, another situation. There's no coaching over there. I mean, well, they they got rid of Matt Nagy, and they've they've supposedly you know put right of the ship right of the ship in that department. But to to that point, though, again, and this goes back to Mac Jones. Like, I don't want my quarterbacks running for a thousand yards. I've seen that movie before. I know how it ends. Yeah. It doesn't end well. It always ends Look in the Jalen Hurts. He's actually on the injury report. He got hurt in the Bears game. That's what yeah, that's what you just said. Yeah, and, and and that wasn't even and that's not even like his fault. And I mean, of course they, you know, they got to throw in there too. They're like, oh yeah, because uh, you know, a, a defender, you know, you know, landed yeah, on him. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that was a hard. QB option play. That was a designed. Right, but they try, but they try, like they try making it seem like, oh, this 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 defender laid a dirty hit on him, you know, because it's Jalen Hurts, and you know, if it was, yeah. you know, if it was Cam Newton, nobody would care, but you know, it's Jalen Hurts, and he's a, he's a media yeah. darling now. So, so, who do you guys think? Um, who do you guys think are getting the six and seven seed in the AFC? Jesus Christ, Joey! Uh, we both talked about this yesterday. I believe whoever doesn't get the Bengals Ravens division will get obviously the five seed, and then six and seven is open as of now. I mean, the Dolphins and Chargers hold it, but I, I'd I, like to see the Dolphins get in. I think the Dolphins in. get in because I think they're the most well coached unit. You and think the yeah. Dolphins are the most. The Dolphins uh, of, of, ch- of the remaining of uh, those remaining okay, spots. Because I don't know. The because Dolphins. when you look at the Dolphins, the Chargers. And then you've got like you know the Jaguars have found their way kind of back in it. Granted, they're two games back. Yeah. Um, Dolphins hey, have a pretty good defense. The I Raiders, think, the Raiders are still in it. There. The Patriots and the Jets are still in it. Listen, you know, you know what's going to be funny to me? Uh, wait, the Patriots are what seven and seven now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Patriots seven seven. Raiders are six and eight. Six and eight. Yeah. I think yeah. Patriots Raiders eliminated. You know how I would like to see Sneaky get in, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying the this. Jets. The not Jets. Not the Jets. The Jet. Do you know why I like this Jets? Because I like the coach. The coach is an asshole maniac defensive guy, which I'm always appreciative of asshole maniac psychos. And I like. I've said it in the show many times. I like their talent they have on that team. I hate the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are all shit to me. I love the talent they have on that team. They have a great core of defensive and offensive pieces. Elijah Moore is fantastic. Yep. Um. Uh. uh uh, Quinnen Williams on yep. the defensive line is fantastic. C.J. Mosley's been around for a long time, but he's Love fantastic. Uh, Sauce Gardner, fantastic. Well, I mean, Sauce Gardner gets away with more murder at the cornerback position than I've ever seen anyone they, get. But it's worth Why it. they let that man just get away with defensive pass interference left and right, and then just be like shower him with accolades? I don't know. I don't know. Like who's I don't know whose kid he is, but he's somebody's kid. Goodell's a legitimate child. Yeah, and everybody's just like, oh my god, this kid's the great. But, like whatever. But but, but no, legitimately, like that team has like legitimate talent and like like the quarterbacks are, are all garbage even yeah. if you throw a flacker out there they're all garbage i mean of course i'm gonna be biased for saying this but i would like to see the raiders get the seventh seed i think of all the teams you know that we're discussing right now i think we have the most firepower the most top tier talent when you're talking you know Devonte adams you, you know you just got Waller back, Renfro back, Josh Jacobs. And, I mean, right now, as it stands, you would get Buffalo or Kansas City. And if you guys got Kansas City, we all know the Raiders have Kansas City's number. And I would honestly. I don't think we have their number, Joe. But if you look at that first game, we were right there. Well, right you guys, play them, you guys play them better than anybody in the division. Nobody plays the Chiefs better than the Raiders do. Yeah, and this, you know, we've been able to sneak out of you know a couple of them. But I mean, but. and I'm just saying, like in the last like six, seven years, the Raiders are always the team. I feel like that's like 
if they're not yeah, I mean, winning I mean, it, they're that, right I mean, there that's who you gotta get to, to winning it. Like the Chargers have like done some it's, good. It's it's not gonna be easy. It's but I, easy I would love. Do you know? I mean, honestly, if it came down to a wild card weekend matchup, Raiders Chiefs, Joey, I would. I mean, I would literally want to kill myself because I would. I would. But if I was gonna have to root for somebody, I, I'd rather root for the Raiders. Joey, it's Josh McDaniels is the coach. I know that's gonna hurt. I, I, I as much like, yeah. like I, I'm it's trying not, not to happen, hype you but up. Believe it or not, the scenario is not as deep as you think. All we need is New England to lose one of their last three, and then we need either, lose all of them. either the Chargers or the Jets to lose. I'm sorry, Dolphins or Chargers need to lose um, two of the last three. The only and, thing and that's the only, the only thing that's tough is that the Raiders are gonna have to win and out. We and, have to win out. Yeah, they're exactly. at Pittsburgh. Then they get the Niners, and then the Chiefs. The last oh week of the season, God. which the schedule doesn't look good, but the Steelers look. The Steelers are beatable. Okay, you yeah. you can go into Pittsburgh and on the on the what was it the fiftieth anniversary of the immaculate reception? Yep, uh, that's the anniversary. This is the anniversary game of that. They're, they're not going to be the Niners. Niners. Just threw a seventh round pick in there. Granted, he's playing well, but the Niners. I mean, Durant. I don't know if you've watched the 49ers. I, I sneaky enjoy watching the 49ers. You could have a homeless man in there at quarterback. The Niners. That are offense. A that offense is not stopping. That's a juggernaut, dude. Everyone's like, "Oh, Brock Purdy, next Brady," and they say all these accolades. It doesn't matter. You can have a homeless person going at quarterback. That offense is not stopping. They are mm-hmm. so good. They are. They are. They are yeah. so well timed. They're so well coached. The team just runs efficiently. The offensive line moves well. They, they, they protect the pocket well. They and that defense the is fucking awesome. Oh my god, the defense is that the Samoan safety who I'm like, I love him now. Oh my god, he's unbelievable. Tua you have water to Lanoa Hofunga. Oh. That's my dog, bro. I if love that kid. Shanahan is never – Shanahan's going to be a coach in this league for 25 years. He's going to be a coach as long as Belichick. And, and do you know and, the Broncos – John L.A. wanted to hire him and Joe Ellis said no. I know. Joe Ellis, that fucking cuck. God damn it. If Pat Bowen was alive, Mike Kyle Shanahan would be our head coach right now, but so, uh, I digest. Hey, uh, before I get out of here, uh, quick question. What do, you think, uh, what do you think the Lakers should do? I say I think right now, like listen, up. trade Anthony Davis. I mean, come on. We 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 talked about this the other night, Durant. Like, <laughs> I don't a- think they can trade him while he's hurt. Sure, you can. I mean, you could trade. A- listen, I've heard I've heard rumors about Dollar Dame being available. I've heard rumors of Ice Trey being available. I I want if the I was the Lakers, some, one more person. If one. I was the Lakers, I would take AD Westbrook and LeBron and package them up, send them to all to all to Atlanta for Ice Trey. I know yeah. LeBron has the no trade clause, so that would never happen. I was happen, like, but. you know, LeBron. The reports, I, the reports I seen was the Lakers aren't going to make any substantial moves unless it's for um, the three players I saw was either Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant, or Bradley Beal. And unless it's for one of those three, I don't think they're hot and lazy. Those I, and I, well, I think Durant I would go I don't, there because I don't. I, I don't think they. I don't think they can unless it's for any of those guys because I really don't think they have. Whatever they're gonna have to give up to get anybody, it's gonna have to be like a top, like a tier one return. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not gonna be able to go yeah. like you can't just mortgage the farm for Buddy Heald and be like, all right, cool, we're good. Like nah, that ain't that ain't gonna cut it. Like that ship has sailed. But the Lakers are fucked, dude. I mean, honestly, like as much as I like, I love LeBron, and he he can you know he can carry you only so far now at you know he'll be 38 in what a week and a half 
And I know he scored thirty in his last four games. I know he's he, and he's and that's and that's incredible. But the Lakers are still four games under five hundred. They're 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 like the ninth seed right now in the West. I know that can all change, but Anthony Davis is hurt again. It just it doesn't look good for the Lakers. I mean, honestly, at this point, look the hey, we look we got a title out of it. Just gonna ride it out with Westbrook. I mean, he's playing good. Well, they don't. I don't think they have a choice. I think they're. I think they're. Unfortunately, they're they're handcuffed at this point. Unless some team does makes you know some unthinkable offer or, or, or accepts some unthinkable offer that favors the Lakers in such a, a heavy manner, I, I just don't see anybody. I don't see any way out of this for them. I Not could see. I could see the Bradley Beal thing happening. He played. In That's Washington I think the most. No, he, there's no when way. He left they just Washington signed him. said they were a class organization. I could see Westbrook being fine with going back. And doing a swap, Washington gets some picks, maybe another player plus Westbrook. It's going to take a couple. It's going to take an unprotected first and and Westbrook and probably probably some more picks after that too because yeah, that's the thing. Like the Lakers right now, uh, it's a rare situation where the the Lakers aren't in the driver's seat. Now, once this year is over and the Lakers can make some moves and 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 do some things with the roster. Hey, whatever, game on, baby. Like we're the Lakers; we can get whoever we want, whenever we want. Realistically, it's just what we do. We just go out and get guys. But until this Westbrook thing, either yeah, not only do they go out and get guys, they get big fish. They're not gonna. No, they're not. Know, yeah, they're not gonna go out and fucking nickel yeah, and dime all it. Those, you know, the the uh, Turner and Heel deal, like those aren't appealing right now. You know, they are if you're you trying to win a well championship this year, but you, well yeah, you're not you, you're not going to be able to give up like Indiana is not just going to take pennies on the they're not going to take Westbrook in a first, you know, in cash to trade away two of their guys just to to help out the Lakers like they're not going to do that. No, not in the slightest. So it doesn't really make sense. So it, you, you mean like, yeah, that that deal would be great for the Lakers. But what what benefit do the Pacers get out of it? Nothing. Not much, so not enough, yeah. you know. So I, I think it just comes can I, down to I'm that. Gonna, can I ask you both, Durant, before you get off? Um, it's before Christmas. I almost don't want to say this because I'm going to jinx anything. How do you guys feel about the Celtics? I think they'll end up losing to Milwaukee or Philly in the playoffs. No, I'm no. I think they're the third best Fuck, team in the East. Philly. All right, okay. All right, I, I'm just saying. How do you think they are right now, like as a whole? I'm not saying what do you project out. Milwaukee or Miami, if anything. I think they're. I think the Celtics are fine. I don't really see like they. Yeah, like they. They. They had the great start to the season. They fall. They've slipped up a little bit as of late. But it's an 82 game season. Like I'm not going to overreact to December basketball. Like, exactly. Like, like I always say, the season doesn't start until Christmas, January. and it really doesn't. It really doesn't make like I really don't even care until the trade deadline's over because honestly, most of these teams right now. I don't even know what their rosters are going to look like come the start of the playoffs. Mm, that's that's fair. Okay. So what's the point? Like I'm not even going to get I like excited. I like the Bucks if they have Middleton and they're healthy. I like at the, the Bucks. Yeah, I think at the Bucks with, Bucs- with the Celtics as a strong second. Then you probably got Miami and Philly and whoever else. And then and after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, look at the West. I mean, like the Pelicans are the fucking number one seed in the West right now. Yeah, we I, all know I, that's, yeah, that's that's like gonna, I love Zion. I love Zion. And I love everything about his game, I, and he'll make a great Laker someday. But you and the Lakers. That's it's you know I'm not I'm not do, do I really think the Pelicans are going to be the fucking team to go to the the, the the NBA finals? Maybe they'll trade AD back to the Pelicans. Wouldn't that be hilarious? 
They're not going to get Zion, but who, the, who else in the Pelicans is decent? I don't know. I heard the Lakers are knocking on the door and trying to get Kuzma back. Yeah. I don't want him back. I I'd like to see him get Bogdanovich. He actually balled out versus the Lakers. On yeah, the, uh, Bogdanovich would be, I think Bogdanovich would be That'd a be great nice pick. That'd be you know, nice you got to give up one of them picks. Just one of the picks and Kendrick Nunn and someone yeah, else. But John, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I'd be fine, I'd be fine with that. Him. I'd be fine with yeah, that because sure. I'm team fuck them picks, bro. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want unproven commodities. I want the. I want the real. I want something in hand. You know. Nice need. Yeah, his contract. So. Hey, is what it be, brother? We'll see. But uh, we got we got another month before we got to start really worrying about. Yeah, it's basketball. still early for basketball talk, but. But yeah. But um, uh, hey, uh, yeah. Congrats on your Raiders win. I wish yes. I could have enjoyed the, the because. I wanted to enjoy that so much more after 20 years of watching every fucking call go the Patriots way and every fucking thing go like I've seen teams lose to the Patriots doing what the Patriots did on Sunday and I wish I could have enjoyed it a little bit more than I did because but I couldn't because it was against the Raiders do you know like nobody talks about which really aggravates me and we've talked about the soft thing nobody talks about the Patriots anymore it's like oh they're losing now oh I'm done with them it's like really Goes up my ass sideways. Yeah, it's I mean, like, like EI's e- e- ready to like fold up. I better, <laughs> like, like, I better not see people. Like, if we go out, if this offseason happens and you go get Brady, you could get Rodgers, or you get something like drastic like that, and you bring in a bunch of offensive pieces, I don't want to see anybody come back. I don't want any part of you. I don't want to hear you talking about them. I don't want to hear you or see you wearing a jersey. I don't want to see nothing from you. Like, I'm over here in the dregs of, like, watching this team barely scrounge together oh, three dregs. yards. I know. The, the, these, oh, fuck you. This, you know what this, I mean? This two-year run this of season, mediocrity has been this so hard oh, on Oh, eat you. my ass. This oh, season. my God. It's so bad. But, no, I, I'm just saying you hear in this general. Shit, Durant? Do you hear this shit? This oh, is the, this fuck is, off. You these, know what I mean? These whiny Patriot fans, man. Well, that poster is uh, going to be a great addition to my memorabilia. I love it. Uh, Daddy Jones, Stiff Harmon, Mac Jones to the turf. And, I, uh, are you gonna get a sign that says "Former Patriot Annihilates uh, New Patriot"? You you should get you should wait until like uh, until inevitably Chandler Jones signs like a one year deal with the Patriots and then does like a sign and like a meet and greet signing it was thing. Almost, it almost happened this offseason. And then, so we, yeah. we couldn't match Oakland. And, and then and then go get that that poster autographed. Chandler Jones, very nice guy. I've met him yeah. a couple times. Great gentleman. I think that'd be hilarious. That would be awesome. But thanks for the call, Durant. Appreciate it. I'll uh I'll be on I'll I'll be on the Xbox in a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for the call, guys. <laughs> we're gonna because uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta go sit them down. Yeah, and fuck the Patriots. Yes, fuck the fag boys. Fuck the Patriots and their baby fans. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the babies. <laughs> Love it. Later, guys. Later, bro. Later. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, do you want to talk about the Patriots and the Raiders? By all means, go right ahead. We've got plenty of things to talk about. Um, you know, well, let's, for those of you, you know, we can we, we, we do have it to relive because there was, there was something that led up to the lateral that was a, again, and this, this goes back to me wishing I could have enjoyed this a little bit more. I wish it had been literally against almost anybody but the Raiders mm-hmm. because I have such hatred in my heart for the Raiders mm-hmm. that I, I can't even when they're playing the Patriots be happy that they won I can just be not as upset that they won but it it's it still hurts me to like be like yeah the Raiders now the the touchdown that oh the sideline okay on the sideline that allowed this lateral to even take place because it was a tie game with eight seconds to go uh it was his uh it was a kenya uh, jones 
uh, the receiver? Yeah. Wasn't it the, the no the wide receiver? Um, uh, oh, for Christ's sake! What the hell is his fucking name? The guy with the dreadlocks, not dreads. Um, the guy with the um, it was Jones, wasn't it? Kenyon? No, it was not Jones. There's too many Joneses, but it was not Jones. Conklin? Oh, Keelan Cole. Cole. Keelan Damn. Cole. How did I forget Cole? Right? I know, right? Of all the names to forget. Fucking shit. Jesus. Um, so Keelan Cole gets this, re- makes this remarkable catch in the corner of the end zone. And from all angles that we saw on television, you're sitting there going, yeah, his toe's on the line. He's out of bounds. Yeah. And they call it, obviously, they called it complete on the field. They called it a touchdown on the field. So now you need to have indisputable evidence to overturn that call okay fine i'm not even upset about the way the nfl does that i actually like the way they do that if it is not indisputable if there is any shadow of a doubt you go with the call on the field because again this this goes back to my thing with baseball where people want you know the automated balls and strikes like no fuck that i like the human element of of games like that's what makes sports fun is there is that human element now granted Obviously, people's gripes with the human element is that humans can be corrupted, paid off. Tim Donaghy, you know, uh, we've seen it a billion times. But of course, of course, you've got people just clamoring all the afternoon on Sunday, Sunday night, all night. The NFL is rigged. This is bullshit. This game is fixed. And it's like, and it's all coming from Patriot fans. It's like, have you not watched for the last 20 years? Like, this is exactly the type of call. This Keelan Cole touchdown is exactly the type of call that went Brady's way, that went Belichick's way, that went the Patriots' way for two decades. Stop cheating. And it's it, it boggles my mind that you fucking idiot New England fans can't see this for what it was. I'm not saying the call was right. In fact, I think it was out of bounds. I would have ruled it incomplete. However, mm-hmm. this is a call that the Patriots have gotten time and 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 time again. Yeah, I wish it's for twenty something years they got this call. I wish it was twenty two. And now the one time it goes against them, all oh, the leaks—it's it's fixed. Doesn't matter, Joey. The league's not fixed. You want to know why? Because the people bitching about that call, uh, calling the game. Didn't watch the rest of the three and a half quarters like I did. I'm sorry, almost four full quarters. That was the end of the game. That, that Those were literally eight seconds left. Yeah. So they didn't. Uh, I was like almost a minute because they just got the ball back and they made a bunch of stupid plays. But um, a minute and eight seconds. Yeah. So uh, even if it was a touchdown, hey, it tied the game up. That wasn't the end of the game. No. It tied the game. You had a chance to go to overtime and still win it. You caused your own errors. You shot yourself in the foot. And any NFL fan at this point should know the longer it takes to review the call, it's not going to be in your favor. Yeah, the longer a call takes to be reviewed, the more uh, the more nervous I start to get. Because I'm like, what are they doing it's the under op- there? It's the opposite of whatever you think. What are they doing under there? What are, like okay, that's when I start looking like, all right, what's the what was the what was the line at halftime here? Yeah. How many people bet on the all right, who bet on what to start the game? Mm-hmm. Where did all the halftime bets go? Where did all the fourth quarter bets go? All the prop bets, like where, where where's all the money at? Exactly. Because then I start looking. And with good reason. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm I on record saying fantasy football has 100% was the driver behind ruining the game that I love. Oh, yeah. Because it, it paved the way for 
more money to be earned through more offense, and there's more rules that protect quarterbacks because, God forbid, a quarterback gets hurt. Then there's not that many points on the board, and then fantasy football takes a dive. DraftKings takes a dive. Betting takes a dive. Like Things start to go down. It's better when there's you know the big the big draws are in there like i've used this reference a thousand times nobody gave a fuck when carson palmer got his knee rolled up on by kimo von olhoffen in the wild card round in 2005 against pittsburgh when cincinnati hosted the steelers no one gave a shit john kitna comes in well well that's life tom brady gets his knee blown out by bernard pollard in an almost identical play and all of a sudden the next year we've got 10 million different fucking rules and you can't even like dive at a quarterback's legs now to get him down on the ground like nope nope can't do it you got to hit him from the waist to the shoulders not too high not too low and oh by the way that's subjective too that's massively subjective and we can call that how we want but no one gave a shit you know just like the same way no one gave a shit about horse collar tackles until to got hurt and all of a sudden, you're like, it, it just... That was bad, bad. Look at what happens when... And people always say, well, Bill Polian and, and, and Tony Dungy complained about the Patriots and... Da, da, da. Yeah, because the Patriots were literally committing fucking penalties every single fucking play. Love it. And they were holding and beating and banging receivers in a want, way that... Do you want to go back to that? clearly outlined in the rule book that you can't do. And they said, hey... We're not complaining. We're not saying change the rule, but you already have this rule on paper. It'd be nice if you, you know, called it, called it the way it's supposed to be called. And not only that, but we go back and you go back and look. The the Patriots like first like four like playoff like uh, four playoff games in 03 and 04. You know, uh, two against the Colts, one against the Titans, one against the Steelers. Zero offensive holding calls, zero defensive pass interference calls. Amazing. Amazing how that works I, out. I missed the NFL again. How. This is, again, how the Patriots have gotten these calls or gotten away with these calls time and time and time again. Now, I'm going to show you this picture because this was the, the, the play in question. Now, it looks, you know, uh, you look like it. You're like, ah, maybe maybe it's in. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, is it? And then you and then you zoom in a little bit more and you start to see you like, hmm. I don't know. That looks like it could be in. Yeah, but then they're saying. That, but then you look at again, it from the I'm not side, from like the the aerial view, and you're like, "There's no way that's in." So they're saying this photo is his foot is in the air after touching the ground, and that's why you see the white dust up. So they're saying this photo because people are saying, "Well, this 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 photo uh, proves that it was in." And again, I'm not debating. I don't even know that that's in. I don't even know that that's in because well, it looks like his toe. Because you can see the the bottom of the cleat is white. Yes. So it blends in with the line. Yes. That looks like it could very much be a good quarter to, to a, a half an inch out. Which. But they're saying this is when his foot was already coming back up off of like that that step of trying to, to keep his toe in. Yeah. They're saying it was a great timed like photo. Now, I don't give a shit about this fucking play. The Patriots deserve to lose this game. I'm, I'm just coming out on the record and saying it. They deserve to lose this game. Well, sure, but... But, like, that's that's totally fine. Like, it's annoying, though. Like, like how the NFL... Like, what happened to the sideline camera? That's the part that bugs me. How do we not have enough cameras again? How does that happen? How is this still a thing? It, it was 2022, not a thing. In a multi billion dollar industry what happened to the oh they said oh the the camera cones 
uh, were not regulated for this time slot. Why? Why can't every stadium have camera cone? Like, like cameras all sixteen cone? games every single Sunday should have every all should have the same amount of cameras Why? in the same spots. I, I don't understand. Do they take the cameras with them in the pylons? They have to. Right. I, I just I don't understand that at all. Like, what, what are you trying to Do tell me? Do you need to go the, fund me for the, teams? The NFL can't afford to have cameras in all pylons in all stadiums on game day. You you only need or or twelve every, cameras. Every every team. Be like, hey, every team, you're required now to purchase uh, you know, 12 eight, GoPros. Eight, eight GoPros to put in your pylons. No, I said 12 because just keep different angles. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Goal line. Side. Side yeah. line. Yeah. What, okay. One, but two, no, three. Yeah. One, two, three. So three, six, 12. So 24 GoPros. Yeah. Just, just to be safe. Yeah. Just to be safe in your pylons. You know, you, you, you mean to tell me the NFL can't go? I could afford 12 GoPros for fuck's sake. I mean, it I'd cost me a fucking arm and a leg. I'm charge and I, it. I, I don't know why I would need twelve GoPros, but Film listen, every part of your if life. I had a if I had a product that was making me billions of dollars a year, and one of the things I needed to make it better, if for some like let's you're, say you're a nonprofit, let's by say the way. if 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 this show made us four billion dollars a year, and somebody was like, you I know what, you, here. you know what you need, you need twelve GoPros to make this better, and you can go from four billion to four point one billion. I'd be like, okay. what if we get twenty four? Like, Will that get us a four point two billion? Because that sounds like a really good investment. And then on my I part. come in and say, "Well, we can only have those cameras at one p.m. times or nine p.m. times, no four o'clock mm, times." But the eight o'clock, the show, the eight o'clock show, mm, they don't get the pylon cams. <laughs> no, they don't get those. How does this happen? I it, don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And and the, again, the the problem with the NFL is having, and always has had, and I think it's it's by design because I don't think they want full transparency. No, they don't. But the, there there is there is little to no transparency with the NFL when it comes to officiating. When it comes, you know, officials aren't required to answer. You know, in a press conference, why did you make this call? It was clearly wrong. We saw it on TV. We saw the replay, and you still got it wrong. Why did you get that wrong? What made you get make that call or stand with that call or change that call? Whatever the case may be. There is no accountability. I mean, I saw even, uh, I, I forget who it was, but it was an active player. Or no, I'm sorry, it was a former player. Maybe it was TJ Ward? So TJ Ward, I forget. It was some, uh, I think it was an ex-Bronco that I, that I follow. Okay. That was like, why are we, or maybe it was Torrey Smith. Why are we still doing this? It was Torrey Smith. Why are we still in this multi-billion dollar a year league saying we don't have enough, enough camera angles? To figure out whether or not this was a completed catch or not, like that's that's insane. If you want to say like, oh well, you know, he was juggling it, or the ball moved, or whatever, like okay, fine, that's subjective. Like that's in the uh, that's in the eye of the referee who's making that call at that time. I get that, but was his line over the was his toe on the line or was it in bounds? That's black and white. That's right there. That's easy to figure out. That's not you don't need to leave that call up to a judgment call. But the NFL always does this. They all and every sports league does it. And it's by design. They make sure that the judgment call stays in play mm -hmm. because it gives them more freedom or more ability to manipulate the outcome of the games. And I'm not saying the league is fixed. I'm not saying games are fixed. But the, you'd be you'd, you'd almost have to be completely naive at this point to believe that the NFL doesn't have a vested interest in who is victorious and or or what games 
are are allowed. Like I, I get it. Like you, you you're not going to ever be able to tell the players like, hey, <laughs> go out there and fucking get blown out forty three to eight. It's never going to happen. You're you're never going to have fifty three guys on the football team who play football for a living. The Dolphins out, tried that. Go out there and say right, yeah, Stephen Ross tried that. <laughs> Didn't work out. Uh, which that got swept under the rug real quick, didn't it? Shh. Yeah, just whoosh, whoosh. they hired an African American coach, Mike McDaniel's African American. <laughs> well, you, I mean, he, according to him, according to him, he is. Um, well, don't you can't say no. Can't say no. You cannot. But you're, you're you not dare. gonna have, you're not gonna have fifty three guys right all get on board. No, and like, of course not. All right, yeah, we're gonna throw this game. Come on, guys! Like the the, the league needs this. Come on, guys! Let's jeopardize our own careers. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, hey, I know we're all I, I know we're all expendable. And the, the, you know, these teams can cut us tomorrow if they want. But let's go out and make sure that this game goes the way they want it so that they can make more billions and we can just get fucked. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there is definitely an element to this where you have to kind of sit there and go, okay, I, I, I know that call was incorrect. The players know that call was incorrect. The guys in the booth know that call was incorrect. The commentators are sitting there saying, that like looking around like what like Troy Aikman had to stop himself the other night when there was a, a pass a roughing the passer penalty and he's like you've got to be kidding me he goes oh I need I need to stop I need to I need to stop doing that I'm gonna get in trouble again because the league is gonna come down on him and say you don't like remember when when that show Playmakers came out on yep. ESPN yep, in the early two thousands and then ESPN was in the bidding to get Monday Night Football and basically the NFL told them cancel that show. Or and that was part of them getting uh, Monday Night Football. Oh yeah, it was like cancel playmakers. Why? Because it makes us look bad. Guys were getting steroid injections in their knees. Guys are getting no, guys which made are, no sense. Got, right. Well, I think that was cortisone, <laughs> but it was you know. No, but they said it was steroids. Ste- well, cortisone technically steroid, uh, but there, yeah, they're, you get guys you know doing blow. You know, having sex with like six hookers at a time. Well, that was Lawrence Taylor beating their wives. Lawrence Taylor. You know, the whole fucking nine. Like all and all these stories stemmed from something that actually happened. Yeah, I mean, of course. Come on, man. Everybody forgets Leonard Little actually killed the guy. Dante Stallworth. Dante killed Stall- the guy. But Dante Stallworth, he wanted to take the. He voluntarily took a thirty-day prison he, sentence. He did, but he still killed somebody. He did, and it wasn't. That one wasn't as much his fault as the Leonard Little one was Leonard Little's well, fault. Well, I mean, Dante was also drunk driving, too. But he had gone home, gone to bed, woke up, then drove to the corner store, and some guy was jaywalking across the highway. He was going to work, yeah, and he hit him. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're on a highway, a freeway. Like, I mean, what are you doing? I get Dante Stallworth is way more excusable yeah. than Leonard Little's was, but that doesn't mean neither here nor there. But, like, those, well, deserved it. those stories came from a, a place. The NFL is that powerful. People underestimate the power of this league. People underestimate how much money is at stake here. And people underestimate how much, when you are that rich and you have that much money, how much those people, what lengths those people will go to to ensure that they make more money. Bingo. It is a drug. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is heroin. It is cocaine. It is Haran. whatever. It, it's Name the most addictive drug in the world. I don't fucking Caffeine. know. Caffeine. Caffeine, sure. It's their caffeine. Like, it is it is what makes them tick. It's why they wake up in the morning, and they're not leaving anything to chance. I mean, think about it. If you could go to your fantasy football league and make sure that the rules shook out in, in your favor, and even though you might not win the Super Bowl every year, you always find a way or manage to, you know, 
win your money back through high score of the week or you know having the best record or the mo you know the be- the highest scoring team or finishing second you know you might not be you know you might not always be rolling in it but you're mitigating your losses by making sure that you recoup all of your money spent through other means and other ways people will do that we've seen it think about that for a second we've all been in that fantasy football league where you have that one friend that suddenly like you know are the two friends that make a trade mid-season that's completely one-sided and i wasn't going to name names oh that's okay i didn't either but uh but we've all had that one friend that makes that trade and then you know it's it's like dude what the fuck like and, and and then the whole league votes it down and they and the commissioner still pushes it through cuz that person is the commissioner and they're like no this is a fair trade y'all just haters and it's like okay well what's the point of having the vote then well you just don't want my team to be better yeah you're right because what you're doing is should would would in most cases be considered illegal i mean i remember causing a shitstorm in in hilchie's dad's league former host on their co-host on the show him and i did the, the the trade deadline had passed he wanted one of my players i wanted one of his players so we went we waited till waivers became open at like 12 a.m on a wednesday night i dropped my guy he dropped his guy and we both picked them up at right then and there we just did it in that same minute and we just and it's something that happens in mlb all the time like you'll see guys the like teams circumnavigate the, the trade deadline and the league threw a shit fit. And we were like, look, like, was it underhanded? Sure. But it wasn't against the rules. It was against the spirit of the rules. But anybody who was who happened to have been online at that time and saw it Oops. could have grabbed either one of those guys or oh, both. I mean, how many times So it was a risk on our end because we were literally releasing two players that were valuable to us and we just wanted to swap them but the trade deadline had passed by a couple weeks and we were like, "Well, no, I want this guy, you want this guy. All right, this will make both our teams better. Let's just do this little and you know, and and if somebody notices like whatever, who cares? We didn't think it was that big of a deal. The league, the people in the league threw a shit fit. They threw an absolute shit fit. So my point of this whole thing is Think about the scale of what we did versus the scale that the NFL is on. Yep. And if you don't think the people in charge of the NFL would go to lengths and bounds that you don't even, you can't even fathom to ensure a game went one way or another, I, I got bad news for you. Mm-hmm. People will do crazy things for less. It's very, it's very true. Absolutely. So All the time. When I saw this call... Right. And and this gave me absolute I want to say absolute joy, but it wasn't absolute joy because again it was the Raiders. But it gave me a lot of pleasure to see the Patriots get fucked. Because I've watched I've been fucked by the Patriots for twenty years. For fucking twenty years I've had to sit here on my couch every single Sunday and go, How? How was that possible? How was that call made? How did they not see this? How did they do this? How? 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 And then finally, finally, it's almost as if like the league is like, you know, like uh, like the Toy Story thing, like, I'm done with you. And they just I cast them off. I don't play with you anymore. Yeah, exactly. And now all of a sudden they're like, well, we've got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and, you know, Patriots like, yeah, cool. Hey, thanks, thanks for playing the villain for 20 years. You know, we built you, we built you up to be that. And you guys are real cool and all, but um, we're done with you for a while. See you later. Good luck with Mac Jones. Bye. 
And it, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, here, Raiders, you can have this win. You know, we're going to give you this touchdown. But again, I, I just don't understand why the league refuses to at least appear more transparent because there are ways they could do it. They don't want to be. But they could do, they could appear more transparent without actually having to be transparent. Like, let's be honest. Basically, at this point, they're just telling us to go fuck ourselves. And we're like, okay, I love football enough that I will, in fact, go fuck myself. And fuck you, I'll see you next week. The Larry David, the Larry thing. David meme. Fuck you! I'll see you. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. We all, we all, we all fucking hate the NFL. We on Sundays we sit there and we rage, and we're like, "This is fucking bullshit. This is terrible. That call was shit. This was shit. This league fucking sucks." I'll fucking see you next week. Yep, that was me. Or I'll see you Thursday. Night. I was like, I was like, I hate this team this year. I'm like, I just fucking can't stand watching this game. Literally an hour after the game. All right, this off season, if we acquire this player, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Immediately, and immediately you start thinking like, and I, I, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my brother today. I was talking to Paul on the way we were we went for a ride today, and we're we're driving home. We're, we're talking about how the season has gone completely sideways for like a multitude of teams. You know, whether it oh was God, yeah. Baltimore, Denver, Indianapolis, oh, excuse um, me. You know, uh, the Raiders, the Chargers, not completely sideways, but not as good as they would have hoped. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have teams that are kind of that are better than what we expected. And, and you know, like or the Cardinals went sideways. Uh, the Jets are better than what we thought they were going to be. The Dolphins are better than what we thought they were going to be. I mean, I, anybody outside of I think, Miami. I think the Dolphins are going to start coming back down to earth. Uh, they're a really good team and they're well coached, I feel. And, and I don't know if maybe Mike McDaniel's a one hit wonder and this is going to be it. And and maybe two is not the guy, but I really just feel like that team, the way that they're put together, they have good players. They've got good players. They've got good talent, and they don't need Tua to go out and throw fifty touchdowns or be Patrick Mahomes. They just need him not to turn the ball over and fucking end the and ruin the game for him. Uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, though, there are teams that are doing well, but then you watch them and you're like, "How are you doing that well?" AKA the Vikings. How is that team eleven and three? When you watch that team play, you're Magic. like, "You're like this team is shit." They make they're, so many fucking mistakes. They're not. I don't think they're a good team. They're I, I not. Really don't. I, and, and I love the Vikings, but they're just, I mean, we, we always say this. Look, if that game last Saturday had been at 4 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock, the Colts probably win that 66 to nothing. But because it was at 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins didn't piss down his leg, and, you know, they were able to come back and win it. So, Cool. Good for them. The Vikings will be one and done. How how are the Buccaneers first in the NFC South, by the way, at six and eight? Um, have you looked at the NFC South lately? But how is that possible? At six and eight. This goes back to the Pete Carroll uh Seattle Seahawks. Remember them? Two thousand ten. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. We made the playoffs. Yeah, and, and then beast mode. That was the whole my dick. I know the whole. That Monday was the beast quake. But he, yeah, he won that game by himself. Then he lost after that, of course. Yeah, they got smoked after that. But I, I can't believe I, the Carolina Panthers could still technically win the division. I think everybody. The, the, I think everybody's only back a game. Is it? Yeah. The Saints are five and nine. They're all Panthers five, and, are five nine. and nine. The Falcons are five and nine. Five and nine. Yeah, but uh, Marcus is gone. Yes, but that might not be a bad thing. Oh, I'm just saying, I, look, I, I, the NFC South is funny because whoever gets the NFC South, like whoever has to go to, you know, Tampa, Carolina or New Orleans or Atlanta t- for that first round game is going to be like, OK, cool. We're good. We got this. This is no problem because yeah. it's going to be because they're going to end up being what, a four seed and they're going to host the five seed, which is probably going to end up being either Dallas, 
or mm, the Giants, maybe. Seattle, I don't know. All right, maybe it won't be such a speed bump. Maybe if it was Detroit, that would be fun. Mm. Detroit, Tampa. Nah, because Detroit would probably be a six or a seven. I don't know. I'll have to look. We'll have to wait and see because it's gonna. It'll all balance out here over the next couple of weeks. But, but uh, yeah, it just it, it it's just it's this year has gone completely sideways. And like I was saying, I was talking to Paul earlier today, and I'm just like, I don't even understand. Like how some of the how some of the teams that are performing well are performing as well as they are, and how teams like you know the biggest examples were the Colts and the Broncos have so just bad. come up completely short. So bad. And and the the like when you're Denver and you have the number one defense in the NFL, and, and you've still only won four games. Like I don't even understand how I, that is unfathomable to me. Because at least, you know, if you have the number one defense in the league, you figure they're at least going to be like, okay, like they're going to have six or seven wins just based on that alone. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been the case. Like, it's just been one of those years, and, and a lot of shit's been fucking upside down. So, again, it's, it's the NFL. I said it preseason. Remember I said it? Everybody was talking about the AFC West being this juggernaut of a division, and we might see all four teams make the playoffs, and I was like, pump the brakes. All four teams are not making the playoffs out of the AFC West. It's not going to happen. Just mathematically speaking, one of those teams is going to get dicked down in the division harder than the others, and they're not going to make it based on that. And that right now is the Broncos, and and it's fitting. The Broncos will be picking number three overall right now if they hadn't traded that pick for Russell Wilson. So right now the Seahawks are picking number three. And the Seahawks are looking to make the playoffs. And the Seahawks are 7-7 and Mm -hmm. and looking to go to the playoffs. So... Not that I think that they're going to actually do anything once they get there, if they get there. Yep. But yeah, that's a. I'd say that's a pretty. You know. Okay. Year one. Geno's you, turning into Geno. You right. The 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 uh, yeah. The the the, the stagecoach is turning back into a pumpkin before our eyes. You know the By clock, pumpkin. It's more like an eggplant. The clock is the clock is approaching midnight for Geno Smith. I think in the in the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, we all knew it wasn't going to last. Of course. I mean, we and that's a, and that's what I, I I laugh. Hey, Kenneth Walker. He's wait. He's in the Seahawks, isn't he? Kenneth Walker, the running back. Yeah, yeah. Playing great. I love that kid. I thought. I think he's in the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Please, please, God, let me make him shake. He's in the Seahawks. I don't want to embarrass myself. And he's like the, the fucking lion. The Lions, by the way. Fucking killing it, dude. Playing. Yeah, out of Kenneth their Walker mind. the third. Right. Okay. Jesus, thank you. Yeah, he's. Uh, let's see. He's. He's actually. Yeah, he's got only seven hundred yards in the season, but nine touchdowns. Yeah, but he came in at like week four. Right. He's not. He hasn't been playing that long. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's K-Dub the third. By the way, Mondre, top two running back in the league. We have no offensive line. Stevenson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's playing right. He's playing out of his mind. I mean, he. he's I, like. I, I kind of thought he should have faked the lateral to Jacoby Myers against the Raiders because I feel like if he had shaken one more tackle, I think he would have been like. He's the guy to do it. He would have been like one-on-one with like the last man to beat down at the goal line to protect against the Hail Mary. And he's the guy to do it. And But to I, be fair. He's been beat to shit. He's getting like the Christian McCaffrey treatment and the Debo yeah. Samuel last year treatment. It's like the whole offense is going through you. He's like, and who else? And they're like, you. Like, when we said it was going through you, we meant you and you alone. We hope that you can play quarterback next week. Yes. He's like, also, what? have you ever thought about being a punter? He's like, yeah. Wildcat. <laughs> Let's go. You know, the Patriots are on their third punter. How much? 
we had bad fucking injury luck this year too. But anyway, that's a different point. Well, it's funny too because to my point about what we were what we were talking about with uh, you know the Broncos and the Colts. Yeah, I found a stat um, the other day, and I'm not you know I, you know me I, I don't I'm not a big like oh you know I I don't I'm not one of those people that's like oh injuries are excuses every team has injuries no 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 some teams have injuries that are more significant than others not all injuries are great evil. You know the Broncos have put more players on IR the last four years than any team in the NFL? I believe it. They have more ACL injuries, more torn ACLs it's the high altitude. than every other team in the league I'm for the last five, four or five years. I'll wait for that, 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 uh, that article that's going to come out. Does high altitude lead to more damage? Is the high altitude leading to more damage? Uh, and how is they, it related to climate change, and why is it racist? They go to they go to Bill Romanowski. Bill Romanowski is like, I just stab people. This article was written by Taylor Lorenz. Like, <laughs> it's like just Taylor Lorenz crying for no reason. <laughs> why is altitude racist? Um, but anyhow, uh, so yeah, so that, that was the that was the funny thing too. Is uh, that uh, the uh, let's shift gears real quick because. We were going to talk about the Red Sox yep. and how basically they're all – basically the writing's on the wall. The, John Henry's going to probably end up selling the team. Hopefully. Hopefully. We can only pray. Dude, I'm a Red uh, Sox fan. I can't wait for it. Can't wait. And, and Massive what's piece of wicked, shit. wicked funny about this whole thing was that the, the Boston Globe, which is also owned by John Henry. Of course it is. Um, well, and Linda Pizzuti. But they uh, they had a, a – I think you, you might have saw this uh, – the Bostonians of the year. They they nominate and they yes. obviously Bill Russell yes. won it, but they gave an honorable mention to like the people of Martha's Vineyard, who uh, took in the mi- the forty nine migrants, and I was like, uh, um, what? You mean the forty nine migrants that they called to the National Guard to have fucking evicted off of their island within tw- less than twenty four hours of yeah. them getting there? They're like, let's get rid of these. They were fucking like, people. they're like, yes, we're a sanctuary city. We welcome all. I mean, not you guys because ew, but um, you can go just across the. Cross the the channel there, um, and go over to like Falmouth and just eat, yeah, ew. They're you'll like, find you'll find more of your kind over there's there. There's a great Bye. place called the New Bedford. Go yeah. there. And uh, and they were like, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, every time I try to defend Boston against being a racist city, whenever like LeBron or Kyrie or says something stupid, or you know Stephen A is like, oh hell yeah, Boston's racist. And I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, what's and, his then name? I'm, and then I'm and then Jones. Yeah, and then I'm like, white people. And then uh. And uh, and then I'm like and then I and then you see like the the biggest newspaper in the city and they're like oh we want to give an honorable mention for Bostonian year to these racist liberal white middle upper upper class white people who kicked a bunch of migrants off their fucking island <laughs> because they were like oh oh shit you know um when we said we were a sanctuary for migrants we we really just meant that like on social media so people would like it and applaud us we didn't actually mean come here like, but it's so true. It almost seems like something you'd see out of like a comedy series. They're like, "Oh, give us your sick, give us your poor. Here, here's some poor. Oh, not those poor. Like, <laughs> ew, no. Like, by poor we meant people who make like less than four hundred thousand a year. Yeah, like poor. Like, like you can only afford like one Bradbury. Like, yeah. Scarf. Like when we said give Bradbury? us, give us your, give us your sick and your poor. Burberry. We, Fuck. We meant somebody who was addicted to alcohol, but still also made two hundred fifty thousand a year. That's they, what we want. They just squander it. We just, yeah, you know, we can fix that. But we, like, ew, you people, like, what you can you can you can you garden? 
unbelievable. Can you cut grass? That was unbelievable. And they're like, oh, but we already have some people for that. Never mind. Just go away. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that was funny as shit. But yeah, the, the I hope to God John Henry sells the Red Sox. Me too. I really do. It'd be he's selling, he, apparently, he's selling Liverpool too without actually saying it. But that's like the rumor for both teams. Just get God, rid of the whole. Great. Let him cash get out. Get rid of the whole on. Fenway group. I, I can't get fucking get rid of I LeBron. can't stand Nesson. Nope. I can't stand the Red Sox. I can't stand. I mean, WEI is all but folded. WEI just got like the whole staff. They're like we're not renewing any nope. of contracts. Lou Maloney's gone. Mutt's gone. Which were two of the last like mainstays there. They got rid of Keith. No, Keith went to like they, they give him the like, late night the, shift. The late night that's, show. That's the that's get out of here. Demote. Yeah, yeah, that's like a, that's what ninety eight five did to him too. Yeah, which and and I love Rich Keith. Keith is I think. I thought like, Keith was good. Keith was good. If Rich Keith starts his own podcast on the side, he does Dorkly. He has it every week. Oh, he does do the Dorkly. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a uh, like a, he co opted that. No, it's, it's mostly his, but he was he wasn't doing as much of it because he was doing so much for EEI. Oh, okay. So if he's like, if he listens, them. like I'll listen to that because Rich Keith was the man. Yeah, I love Rich. Funny. He was he's he's funny and he's like us. Like he's like he's kind of like a dorky nerd. Yeah, like he let you know he gets he's not afraid to get sweaty. Nope. He knows his sports, but he's also like. Also, yeah, Superman's a trash superhero, Like, and we can have a two-hour discussion about that. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about that for two seconds now. I love Henry Cable. Love him. I agree, Superman, trash superhero. It's like it's like someone sitting in the room with you. Everyone around the table came up with their own superhero. Green Lantern, hey, he puts on this ring. He can do anything with it. He can defend this and that. Batman, hey, he's just a regular guy. He's rich. He fights all the gods, but he's just a regular man hanging with gods. Wonder Woman, hey, she was an Amazonian. She does this. All these characters. Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, Superman. Everything you guys said plus whatever he everything wants. else. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean by everything else? Like, can he create blizzards? Yup. Can he shoot lasers? Yup. Can he fly to the sun? Yup. Does he need air? Nope. It's like, what what bothers him? N- n- honestly, nothing. Nothing except this random green crystal that comes from this one planet that's like so super far away, nobody can get to it ever. Oh, that's funny you mention that because they had to make something wrong with him because for so long in the comics, people were just like, so nothing bothers this guy? And everyone, they well, were just like, I, nope. I was always on the uh, comic book man side of things yeah. with, from The Simpsons. When he was like, what's your favorite superhero? Superman. <laughs> Superman. Casual. Casual. Like, I love it. Comic book guy is the most, like, just, he's one of the best characters in The Simpsons because he's just such a, it's so, everybody knows he that guy. He lives and breathes he, every day. He lives, yes, and he, he, like, he, you, you definitely know, like, he, he's one of those guys that, like, lectures you about, like, IPAs. Yeah. You know, or, like, or craft beers. Yeah. You know, and he's got, like, the curly mustache, and you, mm, yes, the, the, the hops on this are quite fine. Okay. Mm, these seemed like they were harvested in September. And you're like, and I shouldn't be talking shit because I'm like that with wine. Okay. I mean, I'm not, like, my cousin good at it, but I'm getting pretty good at it. So but my cousin's, like, a pro, and, like, you know, he's, like, one of those, like, super rare, like, talent wine people, which I'm trying to be like that because being a wine snob is way cool, but not a beer snob. Beer snob's lame. So, wine snob, cool. So you know John Bernthal? He played the Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's Shane, right, from uh, Walking Shane Dead. Shane from The Walking Dead, yes. Yeah. John Berthal gets cast as the Punisher. The news comes out the same day, okay? He gets notified by his agent. They announce the, they make the decision uh, public the same day. He goes to his local comic book sh- store where he lives. He goes, I walk in. This is all true story. He goes, I walk in. The guy goes, oh, closing in 10 minutes, never looks my way. 
just yells out, we're closing in 10 minutes, like, make it quick. And he just goes to, like, he's like, ah, whatever, the guy's having a bad day, he runs the shop by himself, he's under a lot of stress. He goes, he's a shop owner, whatever. He goes, I go grab a bunch of uh, Punisher comics, and he goes, I bring up to the, uh, the front counter. And he goes, I'll never forget his reaction. The, 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 the clerk goes, oh, it's you. And he goes, takes his comic books, you don't need this one, you don't need this one, you don't need this one. These are the five you want, don't mess it up. <laughs> okay? You think the story ends there, right? That is so cliche, condescending comic book guy. I that was it. a real interaction. He's like, and John's like, I didn't make that up. He goes, he goes, the guy was so rude to me. He goes, he goes, I almost respect it of like how confident he was and how Punisher should be played. That's amazing. Don't, he goes, I fly out to go start filming for the first week. I want to still keep reading because now I'm interested in the character. Now I understand a little bit more about the Punisher. I know I'm going to go with it, but I still want to learn like how he evolves as a character. I go to a local comic book shop next to where I'm going to start filming. I walk in. The guy goes, you. He goes, over here. He goes, you're going to do this, 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 and this. He goes, totally new uh, iterations of the character. And he goes, those are the ones you should go by. Do not mess this up for us. <laughs> Imagine the pressure of that, though, like as an actor. Like you're going into this like and you know everybody is going to be watching because that's like the, the thing with like a like a, like a Punisher yes. or like how like I look at like Godzilla yes. or how you look at Batman. Batman. We look at this and we're like, I have expectations. Yep. I know you don't know what they are, Mr. Insert, actor, director, writer, whatever here. Yep. But you better not fuck me. You better not fuck me. Oh don't God. ever fuck me. And then you're like, and you're like, well, how could they possibly know? Like, and then, and then you got to remember like, well, if I was making this movie, I know how I would do it. And then you have the guy who's actually directing it or doing the movie and they're like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to do it because this is my take on it. And you're like, No. It's supposed to be my take, but then you realize that there's 50 million of me and only one of this guy, and he's trying to please all 50 million people, and you know it's never going to fucking happen. It's got to be kind of daunting. Of course it is. You're basically going into a role knowing that majority of your audience is going to hate you for no reason. Or or just reasons that you couldn't prevent or or foresee or even Absolutely. prevent. Like, uh, uh, um, like, like conjure up. Like you, you, you don't even know like... Well, in this in episode two, in this scene, you know, when he says this, like the Punisher never would have said that. It's like, listen, man, I didn't even write that line. Like I just looked at the line in the script and it was in there and I thought, okay, I didn't think much of it, boom, bang. And then you know, you got one guy who's like, Yeah, well, you know, it's it's for example, like I saw this the other day, and this is fucking hilarious. I saw somebody who got super mad, or not super mad, but he said, like, it's always stuck with me. From when I watched the first ep uh, the first Star Wars, the New Hope, yep. when they tell Jack Porkin to bail out, and he's like, and then he gets shot down, and he's like, "What do you mean bail out? Like, what was he supposed to eject into space? <laughs> like, there's no there's no air. Like, he's not even in a suit that would keep him safe if he flew off into space." And then everybody else is like, "No, they meant like bail out of the run, like peel off, like get out of there." Like, go save yourself. Like, the TIE fighters are on your ass. You're about to die. Bail out and don't make yourself an easy, soft target. No pun intended. Yeah. But Jack Porkins stays in and gets shot down, you know, inevitably, which, and you know, that was his only scene and everything. And then you get this whole nether level of nerddom that comes down. And they're like, well, actually, and it's, you know, 
A-K-S-H-U-L-L-Y. Actually, the TIE, uh, the X-Wings did have escape pods. Uh, they were never shown in the movies, but they did have escape pods that would seal the, the pilot in and eject them up into space. No, they didn't. Fuck you. And I'm like, never once was that mentioned in any of the Star Wars movies I watched. Not in the 70s. And I'm like, no, and none of the movies. And listen, I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan. I was. I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. Like, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Rogue One, still the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. People, uh, now it's the time people starting to hate it now. Because, of course, they're going to. Because that's what they do. People, Because people, sci-fi fans are some of the most fickle, fickle. fans of any genre. Like, I said at the same time. Because. Fickle. The only, it, it's like, you're try, because you're trying to prove a counterfactual constantly. You know what I mean? Like you can't, and you can't prove a counterfactual because the, the the scenario that you're trying to prove doesn't exist. So you're you're constantly trying to prove hypotheticals with no background. You're like, well, this hypothetical and this hypothetical would lead to logically this being the next hypothetical. It's like, well, no, no, it no, it wouldn't. And it, it, it just it goes down this rabbit hole. And sci-fi fans become so up their own ass, and they're like, so. But you had people getting like twisted up and angry and like. This comment was like this was like a two point three comment K comment thread about whether or not X Wings had escape pods and what they meant by telling Jack Porkins to bail out. And I'm like, whoa. Well, he's dead. So. I did not expect to get this sweaty. No. On like a, on a Tuesday afternoon. Never. While I was and I'm like literally like I'm in my brother's truck reading this thread like on the way up to like the 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 hobby shop I went to today, and I'm like. What the fuck am I doing right I now? Know. I could be on Twitter, like li- li- like watching Elon just fucking destroy the the FBI and the Department of Justice, or you know, watching liberals melt down about God knows what, and or or literally anything else that's relevant. And nope, here I am reading about escape pods on X wings that may or may not exist. We don't know. And what did they mean? What did Red Leader mean by telling Jack Porkins to bail out? So. I, I love that. Well, I don't know how we get into all these movies things, but I love Con, uh, condescending comic book guy. Yes, yes, yes. I like. I love though going down like your favorite movies, and then people pick it apart like one thing, and then it ruins that moment for you. Which mm. I hate. I hate watching stuff like that because they'll be like, "All right, there's a TV show recently came out on Netflix called The Watchers. Have, did you see it? I I'm a f- I'm familiar with it, but I've okay. never seen it. I hated it. I thought it was. I thought the first couple episodes were good, and then every episode. And by familiar with it, I mean I know it exists. Yes, that's. There is one thing at the end of at the end of watching the season. I was like, first of all, I never need to see the show again. It has no replay value, and I really hope there's not a second season because I will fight with my wife and I will not watch it. At the end of it, I happen to go online and I'm reading out other people's reviews about it, and someone just writes this one line, which I'm not going to give it away. It's a huge spoiler. The guys are like, "Why didn't they just do this in episode one?" And you're like. It would have taken eight, given you eight hours of your life back immediately, mm-hmm. and it was just like something so simple. And there was just like I don't understand how hundreds of characters missed this problem, and you could just solved it in thirty minutes. Like, well, because going, then we wouldn't you have a show. You could have gone to Best Buy, done this, come back, and been fine. But then we would never show. Then it wouldn't be fun. But it's based on a true story. Oh well, okay, that's different. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Trust me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm always like, I'm always one. Like, you know. You know, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a fucking huge Godzilla fan, right? Yes, yes. I could go back through like the Heisei era, the Showa era, of all the Godzilla movies, and be like, okay, 
this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make, but it's not supposed to make sense. You're not there to like. Yes, okay. There, there, there's so many like holes in the plot and the continuity of things. You know, like Star Wars is a great example of it because yeah. the early Star Wars. Like, if you go back and watch the early Star Wars, tons like, of problems. Now. There's, there's so many continuity issues as as you go through. But you're not. They're not meant. Like the movies weren't meant to be dissected. When he made those three movies, he said, "All right, there's going to be a total of six movies if I get my way." That was his original idea. Six right. movies. Six movies. He did not think. All right, there's going to be 24 movies yeah. <laughs> and 14 miniseries and spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. There are 14 characters who have been on screen for one second who have their own spinoff show. Boba now. Fett, perfect example. J- Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian. Love, love, love the show. I still have to finish it. Oh my god! Like, I don't know. Maybe being a dad, a couple of episodes like really hit you. It's like a father and son type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God like, damn I it! I liked what I saw of it. I think I watched the whole first season. I didn't see the second season. Amazing. But I love the first. But, but again, the Mandalorian was it, it, Bill Burr. Excellent character. It made no sense to me. I'm like Boba Fett was on screen for what 90 seconds total in the first three. I movies? think it was five minutes combined. Or something like that. It was yeah. some absurdly small amount of time. Crazy popular. And he was. I remember when I was kid. When I was a kid, like before the Phantom Menace came out. When I was like, like I'm talking like 94, 95. One of my best friends who lived up the street, uh, Brandon, and he his his favorite character. He loved Boba Fett. He had the Boba Fett action figure. He had Slave One. Yep. He had like all the cool shit. And I'm like, can't be called Slave One anymore, by the way. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It's just called the ship. That's what it's called. Okay, it's Slave One. Um, it is. I, I know. It, it'll always be Slave One. It's like they, they'll always be the Redskins, okay? They'll always be the Indians. I don't care how much you try to, like, you know. Again, Guardians. You can, you can stick the cocktail umbrella in the turd and tell me it's a pina colada, but my nose is going to tell me it's shit. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, but that being said, I, I never understood. I'm like, really? Like, this is your favorite character? Like, it's not Vader or Luke or Han or Chewie or... Like, anybody, man. And it was just like this one random dude. Like, I get it. He looked super fucking cool. He was the coolest looking guy you know, in the in the whole, in, I think, in the whole series. Like, oh, the, the, those, the bounty hunters, there were some cool ones. They, well, Han, uh, Boba Fett was the coolest one. Han Solo looked like every white girl that goes to Mirasol's on the first day of fall. Han Solo? Oh, yeah, okay. okay. You know what I mean? And the, with, with the pants, the boots, and, yep, you know, yep, the whole yep. thing. And then, like, Luke, God only knows like, what he was wearing half the time. Leia, you, you couldn't tell. I mean, Spaceballs kind of ruined Leia for me with, yeah. the, with the earmuff headphones. Yeah. What? Yeah. Take these <laughs> off. Fucking great. Classic. Uh, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Um, <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. I love that fucking movie. But, uh, Man, we ain't found shit. Yeah, that's probably my favorite <laughs> line of the whole thing. Comb the desert. He's <laughs> an Afro pig. <laughs> Man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> like, God damn it. That and fucking they, and they're, like, they're like, what's his problem? Like, uh. Yeah. But... Great fucking movie, but there. What were we saying? Oh, the the the, the continuity, like the way that the yeah. movies get dissected, is just like people like go so over the top for them. And you're right. Like I don't think George Lucas ever intended it to be this way. No. Nobody intended. I don't. Do you, do, do you think at any point George Lucas put when he was like creating Boba Fett as a character thought, you know what? In 35 years or 45 years after this movie's release, this is going to be this guy is going to have the number one rated like tv show on for like a year like no no he no. didn't think that there was no there was never that was never a thing but you know disney's ruining everything now marvel well, marvel was doing great and disney bought marvel and they made all those movies they made the end game which i actually love all those movies everything after that has been bad 
like everything that comes out now, I don't even bother to go see it anymore. I used to love watching all those movies. I don't even bother anymore. They're I, so yeah. awful. I mean, Marvel was always one of those like I'll I know, wait till it comes out it. on DVD yeah. things. But and then and then even still, it's just like I mean, I watch Captain America and I'm like, all right, this is just like fucking Iron Man, except he's just in a different costume. He's white and fighting Nazis. Yeah. Oh, not Nazis, Hydra. <laughs> wink, wink. Did you see the New York Times crossword puzzle on the first day of Hanukkah? No. It looked <gasps> looked like the, no. the Schwarzka. The blacked out. I swear to God. I think I saw that on Twitter. I it, thought I yeah. thought it was someone fucking I thought around. It, I thought it was a joke, and then I went and looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's not a joke." Was Kanye writing the paper that? I day? was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Did they? Did, did Kanye get a hold of this?" Um, excuse me. It's like Jesus. I thought that was a joke. I did too. It was. It was pretty awful. But uh, yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I just think you know when it comes down to like the the sweatiness. Of these these nerd things, and I forget how we even got on this. I think we're talking about Rich Keefe, yeah. um, but nonetheless, like, I, I I mean, you and I could sit here and do a whole podcast, like a whole episode, just about sweaty nerd shit. I mean, we did it for Game of Thrones. Remember, we did like Game of Thrones preview yeah, shows, the final season, the final then, season. That's episode four. We were like, let's see where this is going. Yeah, we were, <laughs> like, like, we're getting upset. This is really starting to pit. And then, of course, we called it. Yeah, we were like. On the final episode, we called it, and we were like, ugh. We're like, don't be fucking bad. This fucking sucks. God damn I it. I still can't believe. Why did we have to be right? Tyrion comes out, who better than the cripple kid? Like, every fucking character was better than the cripple kid. I was watching uh, I was watching uh, Rick and Morty the other day. and By but- the way, Rick and Morty, I'm not sure if you've seen this game that came out, High on Life. No. After the show ends, I will show you some clips from this game, High on Life. It's the creators of Rick and Morty. They made a video game, and the video game understands it's a video game, and talks to you like you're an idiot playing a video game. <laughs> that's awesome. It's very disrespectful and it's hysterical. I think that's right up my alley. I think you would love it. That's why I want to show you the game after we go off air. But to, I, I was watching a, a Rick and Morty episode, and it was the one yes. where they they do a Die Hard. And oh yes. Tyrion Lannister. He's, well, he's the, he's the voice of the like the main bad guy. Yep. And he's like, I don't know, just like make sure they don't do a Die Hard. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh no, they're doing a Die Hard. And he's like. He's like, maybe next time, don't hide under the table and like Summer like blows the guy away. She's like, okay, I won't. <laughs> like, she's like, I've never seen Die Hard. And he's like, well, how are you doing a Die Hard? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. But it was just that like, episode was fucking great. But anyway, that was Tyrion Lannister. But yeah, yeah, the whole Game of Thrones thing was a fucking shit show. What a mess that turned I, out to be. I hope Kit Harrington and George R. R. Martin, that R. R. new R. show they're making, the new show they're making for HBO. Are they making it now? I heard it got, I heard they brought in all their own writers and brought in all their own shit, and then HBO oh, was like, no. no. No, don't tell me that. Last I knew, it was greenlit. I, I heard that there was a hiccup, or at least a major one. Well, is that because Discovery bought HBO and was threatening to kick it off? I have no idea. Honestly, I didn't look much into it because I didn't want to get my hopes up that they, they might actually be able to rescue that franchise. But one thing I have heard, too, is that everybody that's told me is, like, if you go back and watch Game of Thrones for a second time, like, episode one through the end, they say it's so much better because you're not, like... Waiting two years? Well, no, and not only that, but you're not having... Well, no, because I waited until, I think, the first four seasons were out, and I bought them all on DVD. No, no, you waited until, like, season six. No, I think it was four. No, you were... 2014, 2015 was when I bought my first DVDs. Well, that was, like, season five or six already. Because no, don't, don't forget. Only, well, don't there was forget. only four on DVD. Yeah, don't forget. They um, they you waited two years for that season eight, and then there was like a year gap in between the other ones. You probably came in at like season five or season six. No, because season five was the oysters, clams, and cuckolds, <laughs> which we hated. Remember that? Yes, season yes, yes. No, as of December twelfth, it is still a go at okay. HBO. So no, but I remember. So because remember the year we got all the snow in February. No pun intended. Twenty fifteen. No pun intended. Yes. 
We got we get the hundred and twenty five inches of snow in a matter of like three weeks. Uh-huh. I remember when that first blizzard hit. I went to Best Buy, and I bought a bunch of I bought all the seasons remember that they had Best on Buy? Game of Thrones. No, I still go there all the time. Dude, no, I went there the other day, first time in in years. So it was empty. I just go and gawk at stuff now. Like I still love going and looking at TVs, even though I have an absolutely banging seventy-five inch television downstairs. I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting. I'm gonna get a new TV, new house, new TV. I'm gonna move my dude. I'm telling you, go with the Samsung. Get the the QLED. Get the ninety. Okay, the Samsung fucked me. So I'm probably pissed with Samsung. All right, if you're not gonna do Samsung, Sony. I have Sony now. That's what I love. Yeah, Sony's Sony's great. The Bravia panels are still. That's what I have. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Like I mean, I spent. Not like bragging, but like I spent four thousand dollars on my television last year. Well, you have a gigantic TV. What is that? Seventy five inches. Seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's and it why. was. It was. It wasn't the tippity top of the line. It was like the very next one down. Okay, so it was like instead of an A plus plus, it was an A plus. Yes, and it was. It and it's been worth every fucking penny. Um, where was I going with this? Buying the TV. Yes. Oh, right. Best Buy. Yep. So I went to Best Buy. I bought the first four seasons of Game of Thrones on DVD. And the problem that are, that we had with Game of Thrones was we're sitting there. We, we got the character map. Everybody sounds the same. Everybody looks the same. And you don't know who's who. No. And you're like, is that a Greyjoy or is that a Lannister or is that? Well, the Lannisters were easy because they were blonde. Yeah. But like the other ones, like you're like, wait, who's that? House who's Frey. that? Who's that? Who's that? And you're constantly referencing the map. Now, when you go back and watch it and you know who everybody is, you're like, you spend so much less time processing like the who's who yeah. that you just actually get to enjoy it. And I've caught so much shit that I never caught the first time around. Yeah, and but I was season like, 8 is still bad. Season 8 is still terrible. But if you just stop at Season 7 when the dragon mows down the wall, it's perfect. There is literally so many better endings than what we got. I know. That still bothers me to they, this day. They literally could have let the manatees that right family guy finish Game of Thrones and it would have been better than what we got. <laughs> you think that's bad. Um, all right. Well, we got this William McGinnis video, but I think everybody's probably seen it. It's Here it is. I mean, it's uppercutting the show. It's just William McGinnis. And uh, yeah, here's Big Willie yeah, right there on the red arrow. And Big he's going to come in here and he is going to look at this man right here. And he's going to say, hey, man, what's up? And he's going to go to stand up. Boom. Left hook. And then his boys just start teeing off on him. And then you'll notice William McGinnis is going to grab a bottle. I mean, look, they're tuning this dude up right here. Like, they're going after him. And then who's this guy who looked like he was sitting with him? And then the guy who was sitting with him just doing nothing. This is like, hey, man, like, cut that out. Don't do it. Don't hit my boy. And now William McGinnis, like, people are falling over. Like, this fat white guy over here is like, what the fuck? Like, this is why we can't have nice things. And, you know, there's probably a bunch of racial slurs going through his head because, you know, he's like, there's too much Hennessy and Heineken in this bar. You know, this My would blazer. Never, this never would have been a problem. And then he's sitting there yelling at him. And then here's William McGinnis with a bottle. And he just starts trying to like force feed this guy this bottle <laughs> as his pants are falling down. And then he casually puts it on the seat. Bloop. Yep. Boom, boom. Bottle, bottle, bottle. Boom. Pants falling down. Oh, let me just put that right there. And nobody saw that. Pull up my pants. All right, let's roll. Like, bro, like you're... You're Willie McGinnis. You're the all-time postseason sack leader. You have 16 sacks in the postseason, which still he's is late the all- 40s. all-time NFL record. He's 51, I think. Oh, damn. He's 51? He's in his 50s, and he's, just, on, he's out there like trying to force-feed a man a champagne bottle. Now, Jesus. Again, like we said, innocent. I want to I know what the whole story is. He's innocent. It's Willie McGinnis, bro. Yeah. It's big Willie style. I'm it's the pride of USC. Hey, what if it comes out, they're like, this man was a Jets fan. And I'm like, oh, my God, William McGinnis innocent. They bring me into court, and they'll be like, is there any reason you can't justify this man? I'll be like, everything you just said sounds like this man's innocent. 
It'd be like it'd be like the Dave Chappelle when you like they put him on the stand to like try to convict Michael Jackson. <coughs> and he's like and they're like and they're like, Oh, he picked his penis out of a lineup and Dave was like, Whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> Me and my penis are like this, okay? And if you put twelve penises up, I don't think I could pick mine out of a lineup. And he goes, Michael Jackson, some glitter, some perm hair. And he's like, He gave us thriller. He gave us thriller. Like, what do you want from me, man? Uh, but anyway, so that I'm sure will be a big news story going forward over the next couple of days. Um, it, it's bound to be interesting, nonetheless. Uh, at, at the very least, will I, I just want to know the why? Like, what caused Willie McGinnis to do this? Like, it had to have been you. You hope it had to have been something significant, right? Yeah, the guy screamed out, "Yo, you cheated!" <laughs> Like, <laughs> but the man's just sitting there, and then William Guinness comes over to him, and then just left hooks him, like sucker punches him, really. No, that was the other guy, and then William McGinnis like jumps. No, no, in William after McGinnis him. hits him with the left. Oh, he's the first throw. Yeah, he's the first. Oh, okay, he bends over like with his arm like up on the thing, and then just boom, left hooks him. Then everybody else jumps in and just kind of starts kidney shots. And- You're gonna think it's about a woman. That's generally what it is. All that over some puss. Have we not seen that story play out many times before? I know, but you'd think like these days, like you're rich and famous, like David Ortiz almost got killed. But he was also banging like a drug lord's wife or something like that. This guy could be a low-level marijuana peddler. I mean, in L.A., isn't everybody a low-level marijuana? That's what I mean. Like, I mean, it's, it's California. Right. He was doing a little bit of cocaine too. Well, I don't know. Sure. Well, Maybe you like to party a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just very curious to see the reasoning behind why Willie McGinnis needed to sucker punch a man who was sitting down in a lounge in L.A. And I just, you know, I want to know what the, I want to know, I want to hear the fat white guy in the Blazers story, too. Like, so there I was, sitting there, right, I'm eating my dinner. And all of a sudden, it gets, a little, it gets a little dark and stormy in here. And I start sensing the drive-by. And then, boom, he hits him. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, this guy... He's, it's, he, it's just I, I'm like this is this is comedy. I mean, this is pure comedy. Poor guy. I mean, the guy yeah. literally got fucking tried to force feed him a champagne bottle. You ever picked up a champagne bottle? I know yeah. you have. They're not yeah. light. They're thick glass. I've tried to melt them many a times in my fireplace. But he's 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 hitting him with the neck of the bottle, like not the base with the with the more girth part. Like he's hitting him with the sturdy neck, like like try to like break his teeth or like break his eye socket. Maybe. I mean, Willie McGinnis isn't a small dude. That's what I mean. It's a very strong individual. Even sure. at 50 something years old, I have to imagine that man still packs a pretty serious punch. So I'm curious to see the why and, and goes, what comes out of this. Do you think we'll see Willie McGinnis on game day morning on Sunday? I hope so. Wouldn't it be no, great? Wouldn't to. it be great if he was just there, like just casually, casually like eh, nothing happened. Like, what's up? What's up? What's going on, guys? They they address it like kind of nonchalantly. They're like, anything interesting happened to you? He's like, no, why? Hmm? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's going to go on a vacation for a little while. Or maybe it was a deep fake. Maybe it wasn't even him. Oh, that's what he should say. It was a deep fake. It was a deep fake, bro. It was the internet. Do you guys seriously believe everything you see on the internet? Are we not past this? Do you think my pants would fall down? He's always in a suit every time you see him. I know. He's 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 like, I would never wear pants that fall down, sir. Even during a fight, okay? When I come in ready to roll, I come in ready to roll. Uh, but all right, we'll leave it there. And until next week, hopefully we'll have a full house next week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Ask. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Enjoy holidays. your holiday. Uh, I'll, I'll be working on Saturday, but I'll be off Sunday, so it's nice. Hey, good. That's First awesome. First Christmas off I've had. And, uh, actually, that's not true. I had Christmas off two years ago, but I had COVID, so 
Didn't really get to enjoy it Doesn't that count. much. Doesn't count. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank Merry you for Christmas. listening. Thank, Thank you for you. watching. Appreciate uh, it. We appreciate you all. We'll see you next Tuesday night, 830, right here live on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Uh, be sure to give us a like and a follow over at Row one c one on our Facebook page, our Twitter handle, and our Instagram. Um, not that those do much any of these, these days, but um, I swear to God, one of these days, I'm actually becoming much more of a Twitter person now. I know. I'm like now that Elon has taken over. Well, he's like giving up power now. Yeah, but that's okay. As long as he's still like kind of like like he's still he, the owner. He can like you know if, if somebody gets a little out of out of line, he can just like kind of. Hey, did you see someone said that he's going to give power of Twitter to, to, to Trump? He's going to be like, oh, that was that was yeah, that was a suggestion on the thread when he put it. The that poll. was really funny. He's like, be careful what you wish for. Well, it's <laughs> funny because he's absolutely trolling the shit out of everybody on Twitter, yeah, and it's big time. amazing. Yeah, like, he's hysterical. I'm like. I, if I had that much money, I would 100% spend $44 billion to be to like just troll people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, I can't wait until he drops the uh, the next Twitter the next Twitter files and uh, it completely just eviscerates Anthony Fauci and that fucking angry little gnome that he is. And I can't wait until that man is just. I would love nothing more than to see him and Hillary Clinton in prison. But nonetheless, I'll uh, save that for another show. Uh, but anyway. Give us a like and a follow uh, at Facebook, and uh, we'll see you all next week, Tuesday night, 830, right here. Joey Fast Radio, Roll 1, Seat 1. Thank you all for listening. Merry Christmas. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Later.